Hey yo, say hello to the back Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Stone Cold Central. The world is listening. You are tuned in to Sunday Night Showdown. Your home for live pay-per-view coverage of the WWE with your hosts, Harmony. Boom Boom Sexy. <laughs> the Great White, Mark the Shark DiCarlo. There's no reason we need to be shackled by the strictures of the employee-employer relationship. Unless, of course, you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> in which case, I got some shackles in the back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, I've got it. The Outlaw of the IWC, The Trade Dog. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! And... Money on the mic, JJ... I'm your huckleberry. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Sexy. And the showdown begins... Now. Who better... To play in the devil's playground than me, Lucifer, Beelzebub, Satan. Scratch a whiplash, a witch hunting black sandpaper. Alright guys, good evening and welcome to another edition of Sunday Night Showdown right here on the SNS Radio Network. We are live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, where tonight, 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 we'll be bringing you live pay-per-view coverage 
of WWE's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, and it looks like we're going to open things up with none other than El Patron himself, Alberto Del Rio, as he takes on the former Apex Predator, the mid-carder, Randy Orton. Uh, but joining me here uh, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, as usual, he's swimming around the very shallow waters of Calgary because, well, it's snow-melting, the rivers are flooding because of all the snow, because of all the melting. So he's swimming around the very shallow waters here in Calgary. I speak none other than the great white, Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Well, thank you, J.J. Sexay. And uh, the only reason I'm swimming around the shallow waters is because it's warmed up. And once again, it's bikini weather here in Calgary, so, you know, that, that'll take the shark towards the waters when there's some bikinis uh, floating around there, as you might suspect. But speaking of weather, uh, is Bronx on the line? Because I know Hurricane Sandy, or is that Randy? Or Hurricane Sandy is uh, quickly blowing up the butt of the Bronx father. And, of course, to our uh, friends out in uh, Prince George, British Columbia, and Prince Rupert, British Columbia, that were... Uh, befallen by the 7.7 magnitude um, earthquake yesterday. Uh, we hope you're okay. We have a couple of uh, regular listeners to Sunday Night Showdown here on the SNS Radio Network up in Prince Rupert. Apparently, their internet feed is back, um, so we hope you're doing okay. And it should be uh, live from the uh, arena in Atlanta, Georgia tonight, home of not only the former NHL team. We were not going to talk about hockey tonight. You know what? Fuck hockey. I'm done. And so are they. Uh, but the arena is packed in Atlanta for Hell in a Cell. And, J.J., as you illustrated, what a way to kick off the pay-per-view tonight. Absolutely. But uh, joining us, he is the unofficial third leg of the tripod over on Wrestling News Live. You know him. You love him. He's the guy that's about to weather the storm. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. Yeah, Mother Nature's pissed off. I don't know what's going on, man. Earthquake, storm, shit. Uh, well, you know, it is 2012. The Mayans predicted this, what, 5,000 years ago? So yeah. maybe there's some truth to the Mayan conspiracy, folks. Maybe Mother Nature, just a theory, Bronx, can't decide on Barack or Mitt, so she's blowing in the wind. Wow. No further. Yeah, that, I don't know, but she's definitely on the rag. Wow! No, I've, I've Can you said be, all I can't believe you just said that. He said that shit. It's, no. Wow. Bro Bronx is mad tonight. Mad, I say. I'm not mad. I just don't like the prospect of wondering if I'm going to be able to finish a show and wondering how bad this shit's going to be. Because right now, all I got, thank God, is wind. So yeah. hopefully, you know. No rain, no snow, no sleet, no hail, just wind, right? Yeah, nothing big yet. And you're pissed off because your New York Jets suck monkey balls once again today, right, Bronx? Uh, a monkey would refuse to allow his balls to be sucked by them. That's wow. how bad they are at this point. Those are the ominous words of the Howard Cosell of the SNS Radio Network, the Bronx father. <laughs> and uh, as I alluded to as we brought Bronx on, the first match on the card here is Alberto Del Rio versus Randy Orton. And for those of you watching the pay-per-view, you might notice that Randy Orton has uh, gotten a haircut. Yes. He's, he's back to the old Viper haircut where he has basically hardly any hair. But 
Well, remember when he came back, he had kind of like a mohawk do going he, he on. He did a, have a mohawk looking thing going and, on. And then and then they grew it out, and he kind of looked like Skippy the Wonder Horse. And now he's back to the original look. Well, he's back to that apex predator look, the yes. viper look, right? Correct. And we were mentioning to each other before we went on the air tonight, uh, Bronx as well. Um, and you should know this. I, I've noticed lately, and I don't know if it's me, but... Randy Orton's wrestling acumen has been sorely lacking lately. Or is it me? Well, you know, I I think he's sticking to one thing that he knows how to do. He goes out there, he acts like a snake, he hits an RKO, and, you know, job well done. Night's over. He looks a bit bigger to me, too. It looks like he might have put on a little bit of, uh, you know, bulk, whether it's muscle mass or eating. He looks a little bigger. Are you saying, Bronx, that he's on a cycle of wellness? Uh, he'd be a fool to try it. I'll tell you that right now, unless they protect him, because one more strike and he's out. So. Well, wouldn't that be a sixth strike? <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. He's had more strikes than the Detroit Tigers against the vaunted pitching staff Steve of the Reich. San Francisco Giants. Wow. Swing, better, better. Swing, uh, strike. Have you been following this series, JJ? No. No, you... No. no, I didn't think so. No, no, I was just I was watching a league of their own the other night. Oh, I see. I yeah. knew there was some kind of yeah, exactly. baseball reference there. There's no crying at baseball. <laughs> there is. There is if you're a Detroit Tiger pitcher, let me tell you. Uh, true that, true that. But uh, I guess while while we have this match ongoing, we should probably break down our quick picks for this particular match. Um, I'll go ahead and give Harmony's pick since she's not on the show and since I made her quick picks tonight. Wait, 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 just a minute. Did she do them, or did you make them up on her behalf? I did them on her behalf because, you know, some points are better than no points. Correct. And she didn't obviously do it because she's not around. But uh, That would piss off Sean Pittman. chose Randy Orton to go over. As you might suspect. So, Mark the Shark to Carlo. Well, you know what? I I think that uh, the feud between ADR and the Apex Predator uh, has been interesting, albeit... I'm not really impressed lately with uh, Randy Randy Orton's uh, wrestling at all. I think that uh, Alberto De Rio has been carrying Orton in each and every match that they've had lately. Um, and for those of you that don't agree with me, feel free to post your opinions in the chat tonight, even though I don't have a screen in front of me. If there's anything really offensive towards Mark the Shark to Carlo tonight, I will uh, rely upon the uh, the eyes and ears of the Bronx father and J.J., to let me know so bring it on gang bring it on you want to shoot on shoot and shit on the shark tonight bring it on um but i don't know i i really i've been thinking about it coming over to the uh studios tonight and uh i think that i'm gonna go with alberta del rio tonight by uh dubious means dubious outside interference wow maybe yes so yeah so far we're split harmony randy orton shark Alberto Del Rio. and Correct. Would you say by pinfall or submission on uh, Alberto Del Rio's behalf? I say pinfall. All right. With outside interference by uh, well, Eddie, Eddie Munster. Ricky Ricardo. Yeah. Yes. Ricky Ricardo. Ricky Ricardo. Eddie Munster, yes. Bronx, who you got? Um, I have Randy Orton going over on this uh, pinfall. But, yes, I agree there's going to be interference because we've got Ricardo outside. I just... I don't know. They just don't seem to want to pull the switch with ADR. I don't know why. I would have loved to have picked them, but I just couldn't. I, I did it with my head, and especially with Orton rumored to maybe, you know, wanting to start a, a real heel turn. 
I have a feeling he'll get put over once again. Um, well, let me see. I, I started this off with harmonies. I'll go ahead and end with mine. I'm with you. I, I wanted to pick Alberto Del Rio because I'm ready for that guy to, to be the star that I know he can be. I love this aggressive streak that he's been demonstrating the last, I don't know, six months. Um, I, again, I, I think that Del Rio should go over, but now that Orton's back from doing his movie and WWE's obviously not going to uh, do what they should do with him, and that's put people over him in case he does get a third strike until he can prove himself again. Um, I'm going to have to go with Orton to get the win here by pinfall, but I really, really want Del Rio to get the win here so bad. I, I mean, I'm rooting for Del Rio as this match goes on, but my pick ultimately is Randy Orton. Even though I picked ADR, I, I kind of think that the haircut is a dead giveaway for the finish and who goes over. Just saying. Well, you know, I mean, seriously, we've talked about this on this show, Wrestling News Live. You know, you got a guy who is literally on his last legs with the company. One more violation, and he's fired. Why would you put him in a situation where you're going to put him over, maybe even have him go after a World Heavyweight Championship, when there's so many guys on that roster, i.e. Dolph Ziggler, i.e. Alberto Del Rio, that could use the rub by beating uh, a, a top talent like Randy Orton? I just, I shake my head in disbelief. Well, and here, here's the thing. When, when Randy Orton first came back from his latest wellness violation, and they were jobbing him out to a variety of, of guys, and, and we all said to each other, well, you know, you make your bed, you lie in it. And, uh, you know, only time will tell, I think, within the next 10 minutes. I don't think this match is going to go very long. Look at that maneuver. A cross arm breaker over top. It's kind of a figure four cross arm breaker over top of the top rope. And Randy Orton shucks ADR off and ADR bounces on the outside right in front of the broadcast trifecta tonight of JBL. Of course, the uh, boomer sooner himself. Uh, and and you got to know that Jim Ross is ecstatic today after his sooners took it to the Irish yesterday. And of course... Michael Cole uh, as the broadcast team tonight. But, uh, you know, I, I just think that as uh, – what, what the hell was that? It looked like Randy He was tripped. going for his power slam. Yeah, yeah. Cross-arm breaker again for the second time, and Randy grabs the bottom rope to force the referee to call for a break. I'm just looking at the chat room. Uh, first of all, Sensational Sean says, fuck you, Shark. Thank you, Sean. Good to see you, too. Um, secondly – Four down dot org. This John. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, Anthony Farley says uh, Rio had a push recently. He had a series of matches with Sheamus. I wouldn't call a series of matches with Sheamus where he didn't get a win in any of them a push. See, a push in definition is that you go over. Correct. Correct. Right. And a four month feud with Sheamus where you don't win one match is not a push. It's filler. Uh, well, let, let, let me rephrase. Hang on. Hang on, uh, Bronx. Sure. He. He was pushed into a program with Sheamus, which he was booked to job. There you have it. That's right, fella. <laughs> Go ahead, Bronx. Well, I mean, getting back to what J.J. said before, and the thing is, unfortunately, J.J.'s right. Randy Orton should be used to put people over 
And that's a damn shame because he's not that far in his career where he, he had his shot, man. <laughs> they elevated this guy as high as they could elevate him to the goddamn moon, and he kept screwing up and screwing up. So here's one guy. You can't put it on creative. You can't put it on the writers. Wow. If his position isn't where it should be, it's his own damn fault. Wow, what, what an interesting turn of events. Alberto Del Rio. Interesting. Tried to uh, mimic... Randy Orton's uh, setup for the RKO, pounding his fists on the mat. Goes for the RKO. Orton blocks it, throws Del Rio to the outside, holds on to him from the outside position, pulls him back in, and hits that signature DDT. And now we see Orton setting it up for the RKO as Alberto Del Rio is slow to get on his feet. And oh. he hits a beautiful backbreaker as a counter to the RKO. Beautiful move by Alberto Del Rio. Ouch. That was nice. That was great. And, and once again, as I stated before, you'll notice that w- that is what what is transpiring is Alberto Del Rio carrying Randy Orton into another good match. And uh, if, if you look at this match, I mean, Alberto Del Rio's got 75% of the offense, although he's gone now for the cross-arm breaker three times. Oh, beautiful power body slam. Off of a uh, reversal by Randy Orton, one, two, and ADR kicks out. Well, I don't think Orton needs anyone to carry him. Honestly, I mean, I I don't often watch SmackDown, so I really you would probably know better than me if that is the case. But I mean, ADR, anybody you put ADR in there with is going to look like a million bucks. He he's he's so skilled, and I I love his character, and I just don't know why they won't pull the proverbial trigger on this guy. Yeah, and you know what? And and some would say that maybe he's too old. Maybe he doesn't get enough heat from the crowd, which I completely and utterly disagree with on both accounts. He has been everything that they have asked him to do and certainly way better than I ever expected him to be. And I'm as critical as, as everybody else in this network. Um he has been, very simply, one of the best heels oh. in, in the company. A double stomp, a double Mad Dog Vachon stomp off of the top row. Beautiful maneuver. Shades of the former Loki. Ah, yes. yes. Two count. Loki, by the way. getting pissed. But Loki, by the way, uh, uh, just headed back to, along with uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., which is being billed as, as one half of the new, uh, international... No, the IWGP Tag Team Champions, of course, with the former Lance Archer, a buddy of yours. Uh, And uh, Loki, currently the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion in Japan. And uh, good for him because he is a heck of a talent. Now we got Dale Rio up at the top. He's going for something here. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that was supposed to be. What was uh, was that anyway? That was a malfunction at the junction, (laughs) I think. Thank you, Ed Whalen. Wow. And he... Face first, right into a an apex predator, high, uh, almost Henningish. I, uh, you know what, drop kick, beautiful. Uh, you know what, I'm going to tell you what just happened there. I think Randy Orton wasn't in spot for that play. Yeah, I think Del Rio was going up to the top. He to was set too, up for the spot, and Orton was too far away. And Orton was yeah. too far away, so it, it looked really botchy. I wish Omar was here. Botch, botch. botch. I mean, the drop kick looked good. And, and there's your outside interference as Ricardo Rodriguez oh, grabs Randy Orton's shoulder and 
busted into the uh, ring post. And off of that, here comes the cross arm breaker by ADR on the Apex Predator. Now, while oh, if, while sorry. we see I'm, that's all right. While we see Del Rio locking this cross arm breaker on Randy Orton, I don't know if you heard about this, Shark, but uh, Shell Sonnen said that that is the best uh, submission move in pro wrestling today. Well, and Shell Sonnen, the unofficial official, uh, critique critiquer on behalf of the UFC of the WWE. I don't know how much Dana White's paying him to do that, but it's somewhere around probably nothing. <laughs> Ooh, reversal. A reversal of fortune, did, if you will. Did Michael Cole just say that Del Rio's shoulders were down? He did. He did. Wow. RKO. Bang. Two and three. And there All you right. have it. Academic. Still, Randy Orton. <laughs> With Randy Orton. He gets the win here, folks. It's it. And perfect. With interference as well. So, hey. Now, now, let me say this. If you were looking to put Randy Orton in a situation where he's going to turn heel, wouldn't a loss tonight to Del Rio kind of be a step in the right direction? Getting mad, yep. I mean, and a tap out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, I could see a situation where he gets frustrated. He lost the opening contest to Alberto Del Rio, and then maybe later on in the night, interferes. he interferes in the hell in the cell. Yeah. And maybe costs Ryback the title and turns heel. I think his wife and. And family are in the first row in Atlanta there. They just might be. I think so. You know, if it gets to the point where ADR, who I've heard, could basically go back to Mexico and make a living whenever he wants. Oh, yeah. You know, you've seen it in the women's division. I could even see it here where this guy just says, you know what, bye. I mean, when his contract is up. And that would be a damn shame and a huge loss for WWE. That was fantastic. He went up for the inseguri. If you just saw it on the replay, Bronx, ADR went up for the inseguri to the top rope. It was very sloppy, though. Yeah, missed it, and bang, right into the RKO. I don't know. To me, that was a very sloppy RKO. I think I think their timing was off a little bit tonight. It was a couple of bot spots, yeah, yeah. 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 And by the way, I think this might be a good as time as any to make mention of the fact that tomorrow night, Monday Night Raw is in none other than Charlotte, North Carolina. Woo! And could that be an indication, not the least of which we had the audio teaser, if you will, by J.J. Sexay just there. Bronx, J.J., is that any indication considering the whirlwind, and I don't mean Hurricane Sandy, uh, the, the, the the winds of change are blowing in Charlotte, and could it be that the Nature Boy will be on Raw tomorrow night? Well, you know, it could be the Nature Boy or, you know, guilty by association, stand back, there's a hurricane coming through. Well, I'm not quite sure that's the way the office is going to book the hurricane. Shane Helms would put asses at seats. Come on. Yeah, I'm not sure whether too many of the eight, your, your base demographic of current WWE Universe, which we all know is in the demographic of our children, so that would be like 8 to 15, even knows who the hell Shane Helms is. <laughs> I think not. Do they know who the hurricane is? No, no, they don't. They don't. And by the way, I don't know if you guys noticed during the match um, that uh, uh, Randy Orton inadvertently knocked JBL's hat off of the broadcast desk, and he very gingerly picked it up and placed it back on the desk as we see some highlights of the pre-show 
uh, of Hell in a Cell on YouTube where there was a bit of a confrontation between uh, Superman Cena and uh, Tricky Vicky Guerrero, and in from behind came Dolph Ziggler. Tricky, tricky Vicky Guerrero. Tricky Vicky. Cougar Mania is running wild once again, as she is the not, give it to me, she's not the general manager. What is her official title now, J.J.? Uh, the Raw Managing Supervisor. Managing Supervisor. Yes. Right. And, and thank God she's not wearing anything revealing tonight. Were you hoping, Bronx? No. I thought oh. you had a thing for her. <laughs> eh. Was, uh, I don't know. Is that is that what the rumor? You, you don't know. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that the rumor around the network that Bronx has a thing for Tricky Vicky? Bronx thinks that Vicky's very attractive. Well, I, I thought his eyesight has been fi- surgically fixed. What the hell's up with that, Bronx? I mean, I, I could live with the body, but she's like, you know, the one. I mean, you know, Trey had said it, double bagger. You put one bag on her head and one on yours in case hers falls off. Oh, wow. That, that'd be real safe sex. Anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, if they're going to pull the trigger tomorrow night in Charlotte and bring the Nate boy on it, it, it can be really interesting to see i mean there's been widespread speculation that in fact he might be part of the managerial acumen of one Dolph ziggler should ziggler be given by the office a babyface turn that would be interesting or whether in fact vinnie mack might be swayed if you will by something that tricky vicky might do tomorrow night to relieve her of her duties and place the nature boy i mean there's tons of things that could go on or what might happen is absolutely simply nothing and we go through charlotte with no nature well vince basically said her position is temporary so i think if they bring in uh, uh, rick flair they're going to do it to make him gm and i think he'd make a good gm so, I mean, if they, if this whole TNA lawsuit bullshit doesn't prevent that, which from what I heard, he's released, he's no longer contracted in any way to yeah, TNA. Yeah, he's, he's done now, Bronx, yeah. Yeah, there shouldn't be a problem. I mean, and again, it's in Flair country. You know that you'll have to lower your TV if his music hits. So, without a doubt, tomorrow night's a night to do it. You know, I don't know if you guys heard, but when we came on the air, I played... Uh, the WWE Hell in a Cell theme for Hell in a Cell 2012, which is Sandpaper by Fozzie. They just played it on the pay-per-view just now. and I got to be real honest. The song and the video suck. <laughs> Fozzie <laughs> is hit or miss. Some songs are good. Some songs are bad. When they're on, they're on. When they're off, they fucking suck. And Sandpaper is probably the worst fucking song I think I've ever heard from Fozzie. Wow. You haven't heard most of them then. <laughs> wow. Yes. Uh, I've seen Fozzie about, uh, I'd say about four times in the last six or seven years. And uh, I got to say that the best part of a Fozzie concert is uh, having a brewski with Jericho in the bar afterwards. Because <laughs> although the, the lighting in the pyro is really good and the band itself is hit or miss to say the least. But uh, anyways, Team Psychopath in the ring right now. 
Yes, yes, Team Hell No. I fucking hate that name. I got to be real honest here. What a way to, you know, I, I don't know. If you guys caught this last week the match between Daniel Bryan and uh, Dolph Ziggler, maybe one of the best matches I've seen in WWE in a long, freaking long time. Yeah, Bronx and I talked about that on uh, on Tuesday night on WNL, man. Ziggler's a bumping machine. He and Daniel Bryan just hit one out of the ballpark. Oh, yeah. yeah Some, something the Detroit Tigers aren't able to do right uh, now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and for all you Tigers fans, please direct all your, uh, uh, all your queries to JJ via the Skype line later on. Uh, oh, speaking of which, we're doing a post show tonight? A brief one, but yes. Okay, good. A brief one. You know, it might be the last time we talk to Bronx on this network. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> the winds of change are blowing courtesy of Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. I can't do it. I was going to do the winds of change Scorpion thing. but Right, right. Out. That should be song of the night. Well, actually, there is going to be a song of the night by the Scorpions, but it ain't going to be winds of change. No, no. <laughs> Bronx, are you going out trick-or-treating on Wednesday night? Uh, if there's any place left to go, maybe. So, yeah, I mean, wait a minute, wait a minute. In which borough... Would you so choose to go out trick-or-treating if the winds of change are not blowing on Wednesday night? If you had your druthers, which borough would you pick? Well, I, I live in the Bronx, so obviously I'd pick the Bronx. And but it, It's safe there, right? Uh, no. <clears throat> but Do you have to like, carry a weapon when you go trick-or-treating in the Bronx? Oh, the trick-or-treaters carry fucking weapons. I mean, you open, you open your door, and the kids are like, break yourself. Give up the goddamn oh. candy. All right, all right, I'll be right, right back. I'm getting a phone call. Hang on a second, guys. Just talk talk amongst yourselves. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, anyways, so I, I got to ask you, too, later, what's your take on the New York Islanders moving from Long Island? Yeah, I, that's got to that's gotta fuck everybody up in New York. My take on it is that if the fans had any brains, when hockey comes back, those seats should be fucking empty. You no know, kidding. I have no, I have no patience for that. I just think that when you, and I don't want to get off on hockey here, but you know, all I'll say is you shit on the fans. I'm sorry, you take a big steaming shit on the fans, no matter what sport it is. So, you know, the fans need to take a shit back. Screw them. Well, because go ahead. All that's going to result when they come back is the extra money they got to pay is going to be passed on to guess who? You. I'm Correct. back. I'm back. Correct. And, and you know what? As JG and I sit in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, one of your hockey hotbeds here in Canada, the talk is is that when the Flames come back, the fans are going to band together and try to make the Saddle Dome completely empty on the first game back. That we're, I would support. We're the Flames. Yeah. Play him on. Yeah. Anyways. Well, hold on a second. I got a message for Bronx. A message. I just got off the phone with God. Yes. He said, Bronx, you might want to build a fucking ark. <laughs> oh, fuck you, man. Come on. Bronx might have to change his name to Noah. Right? All right. Might have to, but he, he said something about building an ark and taking animals two by two and some other shit. But, yeah, he said you might want to build an ark. No, if I need to build an ark, I'm saving this motherfucker. The animals can go to hell. It's not very so, nice, Bronx. Guys. So, let me guess. Bronx is going to be Noah, take animals two by two, build an ark, have a bar mitzvah, and, and 
change his whole gimmick. Well, do you know what the worst part about it is? What? He can build the ark, but he can't captain the ship because he can't see to captain the ship. Oh! <laughs> Jesus. Talk about the blind leading the blind. Correct. Anyways, on that note, should we get to the action in the ring? We should. We've gone on a side tangent as Cody Rhodes just got knocked the fuck down by Kane. And uh, let's go ahead and do our quick picks for this particular match. We have Team Hell No, your unified tag team champions of the world. Mark the Shark DiCarlo, who's going over and why? Rhodes Scholars. Rhodes Scholars. Scholars. Because what I see happening is that the two of them are absolutely money together. Their money on the mic, sorry, um, and their money in the ring, and and they've really been doing amazing things together uh, for two guys that have really not worked together that long. And I really foresee, God, I hope I'm right. I really foresee the end of Team Hell No sooner than later, and I hope the end of it is tonight. And I I really hope that the end for uh, the the end is really. A heel turn for Kane. Because to me, the whole comedic Kane thing has not been working. It has been borderline. The two of them have been borderline laughable. I think that the crowd in the WWE Universe is completely and utterly bored with Team Hell No. I think that they're completely and utterly bored to a lesser extent with, with Daniel Bryan. And the winds of change need to blow on Team Hell No. Wow, that rhymed. So for that reason, I'll go with uh, Road Scholars. Well, let me see. Harmony's picks, I believe, were... Uh, what do you mean you believe? You picked on her <laughs> behalf, damn it. Quit trying to put over the fact that she actually picked. Let me see. Who did she pick? I'm trying to remember now. All right. Because I did this right before the show, right? Okay. Um, I want to say that Harmony picked uh, Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes. Did she text them in to you? No. Uh, no, she... it's the luck of the draw. You don't oh, vote. I see. I'm voting for you. It's just the way. So it when works. she shows up, you're going to give her her picks, pretty much, and yes. she's going to shit on you as normal. Probably. <laughs> but hey, if you don't, if you don't play, we, we got to get the points. So right. I did it for her. No points is better than well. Some points are better than no points, right? So, she's got uh, Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes. Uh, Bronx, who you got? I got the Rhodes Scholars. Um, wow. I'm just done with. I am the tag team champion, and I am the. De- I'm done with Kane and Brian just monopolizing Raw every week. I realize with three hours you have to do that. But I disagree with Shark. I don't think Kane can go back to being dark after this. I think he's been made a comedic character too many times now where he just, whoa, where he just can't go back. So um, I think pushing these two young guys is the way to go. Tag team titles could do a lot for them. They are good together. So, Road Scholars, the Bronx, the Bronx Fathers pick. I say get rid of the whole Kane gimmick altogether. Keep Kane, Glenn Jacobs, off TV for three months. And when Jerry Lawler returns, let him have a sidekick. And you know where I'm going with this. Bring back Isaac Yankum, DDS. That'd be horrible. <laughs> That'd be horrible. I, I, I just think Kane should get involved in a fire and lose his voice again. That way he won't yeah, talk anymore. That would be good. You know, you remember remember back in the Attitude Era when Kane didn't talk, and then he joined DX, and he had the fucking little voice box. Sack it. <laughs> that was good. Sack it. You know? And then he started talking, and he wouldn't shut the hell up. Well, we're <laughs> we're kind of back to that whole point, okay? As far as my picks for this match, I'm picking Daniel Bryan and Kane to retain because I think 
They've still got gas left in the tank with this team. Uh, I like the Road Scholars. I wasn't real big on those guys being put together. I, I like Cody Rhodes a lot, and I think he's he's got a lot of potential to be a a future main event guy in this company one day. But uh, Damian Sandow is getting a great rub by teaming with Cody Rhodes. They've got great teamwork. They work well together. Um, and I want to see them get these belts in the future. But for right now, I'm going to say Kane and Brian retain. And hopefully uh, Matt Stryker interferes at some point on their behalf, helping them win the tag team championship. Maybe on Raw tomorrow night or some other time. But I think, I think really my pick here is going to be Kane and Brian retain. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, in a recap of our quick picks, you're the only one picking Kane and Brian. Which Correct. Is probably going to be right. Correct. Right. Anytime you guys are unanimous, you know what happens. Um, right. Let me just say this. I thought the tag team tournament was very uh, anticlimactic. You know, teams like the Usos, who's an actual tag team, um, Epico and Primo, actual tag team, were kind of pushed to the wayside. Primetime players. Primetime players. Actual another tag good example. Team. Yeah. Yep. Were pushed to the wayside for, uh, you know, Senkara and Mysterio, who I actually like as a tag team. And I think that's a good idea. And, of course, uh, Rhodes and Sandow. My problem is that Rey Mysterio was sick. And they canceled the tag team match because he wasn't able to wrestle. And then last this past week on Raw, they had the final match. And the Road Scholars went over anyway. Shouldn't they have just said, okay, the Road Scholars get a bye? Sorry, Sin Cara, but your tag team partner can't wrestle. Does anybody else see a problem yeah, with that? Yeah, no, no, no. And, and I agree with you because then they would be putting over the truth. What's wrong with that? You know? Yeah, if you cannot compete, I mean, okay, it's not in someone's power to get sick, but, you know, if you cannot compete, tough shit. You know, that's the way it is. But, you know, JJ brings up something interesting about the tournament, and I've thought of this, though. Why have the tournament if the end result isn't going to be the tournament winners? getting the belts why even have the tournament then i agree it seems like it'll be completely anticlimactic and worthless if road scholars don't go over tonight side russian leg sweep as administered by damian sando gives the almost model rick martellish kind of swoop with his right hand did you catch the fact that he gave the universe the finger that was the elbow of disdain the elbow of disdain i love it i love it but i'm not sure was that the finger of disdain then as well uh yes okay i'm done with that <laughs> that that was good the uh, finger of disdain was actually made popular by one stone cold steve austin correct. in the attitude era Rest. actually he gave you two fingers two fingers of disdain, of disdain. Yes. i don't think they called it that then no uh no no they didn't yeah and, and i gotta make reference and i think this is as good as time as any bronx and jj Hear me out where I'm going with this. Have you noticed on the IWC lately in various internet wrestling websites that have been lately quoting sources within the WWE have been, and then they'll go on to explain about, for instance, the booking strategy with respect to tonight's Hell in the Cell main event between Ryback and CM Punk and, quote-unquote, Sources within the W. Now, what the hell is going on with that? Have you noticed that every fucking website over the last couple of months have been using the 
Sources within the WWE, I think that's all bullshit because we all know that if sources within the WWE are talking to outside websites, they wouldn't be a source within the WWE anymore. They'd be fired. It's WWE's way of working the Internet, basically. I, I think it's all a big work when you hear shit like, you know, uh, one of the latest controversies was they didn't have a finish going into tonight's uh, pay-per-view. Oh, please. For Ryback versus CM Punk. Right. Uh, they're working the Internet. They, ob- they have to have a finish. You cannot go into a pay-per-view and say, well, you know, let's talk about it before the show starts. Or, or do Let's th- talk about it before the match happens. Or do you think it's just bullshit that all these Internet websites are using that terminology? Or, in fact, is the office putting that out amongst these websites? I think the office is putting it out. I think the WWE is working the Internet wrestling community. I think it's pretty obvious that's what they're doing. They've been doing it for practically the last two years. Well, I mean, Joey Styles, we're way past the point now where they can ignore the Internet. You know, this isn't the 90s where, you know, 10 percent or 5 percent of your households were hooked up. So rather than have the shit come out there legit, they're planting their own. You know, I had said that if they didn't have a finish for tonight by Friday, which is the last I read on it, that's pathetic. And a lot of people responded. They're working the Internet. And I see the sense in that. Blind tag. Daniel Bryan blind-tagged Kane with his back to the corner, and Kane didn't like it at all because Kane was going for a choke slam on Damian Sandow, and now Team Confused is once again fighting with each other, and Sandow pulls Kane out to the outside, and here's Cody Rhodes running at Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan shucks Cody Rhodes over the top rope and lands on Kane, and here comes Daniel Bryan off of the ring apron. JR is him in, one, in five, four, three, <laughs> two. He's got a family, damn it. He's got a family. It's like a car wreck on I 90. Oh, my God. He's been broken oh, in half. And he need, and if you, oh, man, this is bad. Daniel Bryan accidentally need his tag team partner. He didn't Mr. accidentally need him. He did it on purpose. <laughs> No, he did it accidentally because uh, uh, Cody Rhodes ducked out of the way. And now, of course, Team Hell Confused are, are fighting with each other on the other side. Team Hell, uh-oh. Don't tell me a count out, please. This would be the lamest fucking finish. Oh, my God. He totally fucking missed. Sandow yeah. goes for the uh, baseball slide for the baseball yep. slide, and completely misses Daniel Bryan. Botch! That's three good botches tonight. Oh, there's the beginning of the end. Good night, Team Hell No. Oh, Kane in for the save. Very slow save, but he made it. Yeah, this is T- this, tonight's pay per view is Botch in a Cell, which, if you don't know, spells Biatch. Biatch. <laughs> wow. That was actually funny, Bronx. Yeah, quote Bronx, nevermore. I mean, wow. I mean, come on, guys. Really? Biatch. I think Bronx is being fed by the comedic department at Titan Towers. What oh, the hell is going on? We have on? a non-finish. Yes. Double... What? Excuse me? Wah, wah, wah. As Kane going ballistic here. What, uh, what? He DQ'd Kane? He just wanted to choke slam him. Damn it. That's but, what all the problems came from. Why did the he referee ring the bell? To choke slam Damian Sandow. Why did the referee, Jack Doan, ring the bell? Because he lost control. So Road Scholars wins Via the DQ? match. Via disqualification, but of course, but not the championship titles. Unified tag team champions are now hashing it out in the ring. Would you say they're they're hot knifing hash in the ring? Yeah, they're, exactly. What a great idea! <laughs> Jesus, 
well, I would take this then if you if you pick them on four down to, you know, you're right. They won. They didn't win the titles. So, so it, it, it is a win. Minute. It is a win for the shark. It is a win for the shark. It's a win for Harmony. Yes, and it's a win for the Bronx father. Correct. And See, I take the loss. And, and and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter whether they win the titles. It really only matters if you pick the team correct to go over. That's true. Right. And we're supposed to take the tag team division now, quote unquote, seriously after this bullshit. Not. What is up with all the lightsabers that running around the barrier? I, I don't know. Are they having like a Star Wars theme later on tonight? Well, no, it's it's the Hell in the Cell. It's, yes. Uh, By so the way, what are your flame. what are your children preparing as to go out for Halloween on Wednesday night, JJ? Well, Sienna's grounded, so she's not doing anything. Okay. So she doesn't um, have to worry about a costume so she, or anything. Yeah, she doesn't have to worry about a costume. And Lexi, what? What's Lexi? The princess again? Um, she's going to be a pixie or something. I don't a know. Pixie. Yeah. Oh. She got her costume all picked out. She wore it to church this morning, so you know, whatever. Was the costume approved by the uh, reverend? Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't go to church. I worked. Okay. So, uh, so at the church that she goes to is. She, she goes to church with Grandma. Okay, all right. Her and Sienna go with Grandma. Oh, that's nice. Um, Dakota used to go, but, you know, she's kind of outgrown it. And I Outgrown don't, I, church. Yes. I don't go to church because I don't believe in organized religion. Right. You're, an athe- oh. you're not an atheist. You just don't. I'm uh, not an atheist, per se, but I don't believe in the organized religion. I'm sorry. You know, I, I just, I, I don't want to go someplace where I'm being preached to for hours on end about, you know, how I'm a sinner. You know, I went to I went to church. Which is true. I went to church as, as a child. <laughs> right. I, you know, I got sick of it then, right. and I don't go now. Okay, fair enough. Oh, well, weren't we weren't we told? Wasn't there a decree earlier in the week that there will be no more political or religious discussion on the SNS Radio Network Facebook group? That is correct. Right. So. And and one of the funniest things that I that I read this week is, the, of course, the Bronx Fathers' diatribe, in-depth diatribe, if you will, uh, on the on a number of topics, not the least of which was that rat bastard who, don't worry, Bronx, they're going to get him. I told you they're going to get him, and we won't mention him by name, but they're going to blow up all those motherfuckers, and it'll be a fine day in North America once again. Well, that was on my personal page. Yeah, fuck that that piece of shit. I mean, he's the next one we got to shoot between the fucking eyes. But you know, or it's it's it was rather shocking to hear JJ say what he just said. Kind of blew me away for a second because I'm the exact same way. I gave up organized religion when I reached the age age of reason. So, what was I'm your reason? My, uh, the reason is. Like he said, they call you a sinner for two hours and then ask for money. I'll worship God in my own way. And the line of the week was, of course, and we won't mention him by name, that that mother, I'm paraphrasing here, Bronx, so you can help me. That motherfucker is going to get his because when he was born, he came out of his mother's ass. Wow, that I fucking fell out of my seat at work. Of course, on one of my three days that I actually did work this week. <laughs> I read that and I was like, I started laughing and people were like, "What are you laughing at?" I went, "Ah, don't worry about it." I'm liking uh, the the white attire for Kofi Kingston. What's it say on his shirt? Superfly? Can uh, can fly? Kofi Kofi can fly. I guess I, I can fly. Yeah, maybe. Right. You know what? They should change his music to R. Kelly's. I believe I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do a, do a Jamaican version. Me believe me can touch the sky. Think about it when I'm smoking weed. <laughs> well, there's a large Jamaican uh, population. Isn't this correct, uh, Bronx? In Bronx? In the Bronx? Oh, yeah. The, the Jamaican guys are, are mad cool because they're always stoned. So they, you get along with them with no problem. I, I love I love the Jamaican guys in, in New York. They're very, very cool. But, yeah, we got a lot of guys here, all, all different in New York. So. Oakland A's Josh Reddick sitting uh, ringside in at ATL tonight. Wow. Oh, the, the A's aren't doing anything right now. And you know what? Kudos to the WWE and kudos to the Miz... Oh, they bring out the WrestleMania blow-up awesome letters. The Miz and has made Kofi Kingston uh, relevant once again, in my humble estimation. And really, coming out of the whole little Jimmy tag team thing with R. Kelly, pardon me, R-Truth. Uh, <laughs> um, that was, you know, that that's pretty hard to do, but uh, you got to love The Miz. You know what? I am. I'm still a big fan of the Miz. There's a lot of rumors circulating. Again, if in fact WWE is working in the internet, there are reports that Miz is helping right now to elevate Kofi Kingston, and a big push is set for the Miz shortly afterwards. So we'll see. I mean, we just saw his his great WrestleMania entrance with the floatable, you know, the inflatable awesome. But I think this is going to be a great match. With that said, it's time. Let's go ahead and do some quick picks. Mark the Shark to Carlo. You can start it off. Well, in my ongoing effort to, and I, I came up short last match because I, I was once again trying to get every match quick picked wrong tonight. But generally, I my acumen in, in picking wrestling matches and the outcome of the matches is somewhat lately like my attempt to pick the winning football teams in the National Football League. Simply awful. <laughs> so you got to know, and I tell this to everybody, that if you really want to know who's going to win in the NFL on a weekly basis, ask me and bet every fucking penny you can find on the opposite team that I think is going to win. So having said all of that, I think that the apparent pending push for The Miz is upcoming not tonight, and I think Kofi goes over tonight. But I think, as well, that this feud, because it's been so good, and really in its infancy, that the Miz-Kofi Kingston feud continues after tonight's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. But tonight, Kofi goes over and retains the title. Well, let me see. Let's uh, let's go back to the quick picks made by Miss Harmony Boom Boom Sexay. Slash. Or actually me. I love that move. Kofi Kingston thrown into the ring steps. He leaps over them, rolls, jumps back in. But the Miz had it well scouted and hit him with a big boot right there. Kofi Kingston on the ground. Miz capitalizing on uh, that misstep. Um, Harmony's pick for tonight would be Kofi Kingston retaining the Intercontinental Championship, which I think is a great, great pick. Harmony's pick. Harmony's Come pick, on. yes. Jesus, way to put over the wife in, in abstentia. So, Brock's father, who you got going over and why? Well, I mean, you can't make Kofi look, look like crap, which is exactly what you'd do if he won the IC belt and kept it for, what, four days? Or, no, it hasn't been four days. It's been, what, like a week? Yeah, it's been a week. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. You know, 
he needs to have that belt for a little bit, especially after the freaking tongue lashing the Miz gave him on Raw two weeks ago about how he's done nothing. Um, I'll agree that uh, Kofi retains tonight. Well, and to round it all off, um, I I too have Kofi retaining the title. Why put the belt on him if, if you're going to take it off of him and put it on the Miz again? Uh, Mark the Shark makes a very interesting point about continuing the feud. I think unless Miz gets the victory here but not the title, he really has no recourse for a rematch. So I don't know that you would continue the feud if Miz doesn't get the victory here. So I'm going to go with Kofi uh, to retain the title and uh, bigger and better things for the Miz. Any chicanery planned? We already saw chicanery. Yeah, that's true. The last match was chicanery. Yeah. No, I've got – I think what Shark means, I've got pinfall with no interference. I mean, who would interfere in this match? There's no one who would fit to do that. Little Jimmy. Um, Maybe (laughs) R-Truth's mad because, you know, Kofi Kingston's the Intercontinental Champion. What about Truth? What about Little Jimmy? What do they got? What do they got, Bronx? They got each other. And little Jimmy went through puberty, so now Truth has to worry about him getting a girlfriend and all this shit. So, yeah, you're right. There could be a lot of stress now on if, old R. Truth. If little Jimmy had a girlfriend, what would her name be? Little Janie. Little Jamie. I mean, our black <laughs> audience would go apeshit nuts if two men, if two black men were fighting over the Intercontinental title. What was the last time that happened? Oh, shit. And that's not being racist. That's being honest. When was the last time two black men fought over any title in pro wrestling? Uh, Certainly not a world heavyweight championship match. No. Ron Simmons as WCW champion versus... No. No. Vader's not black. No. No, no, no. no. Barry Windham's not black. No. No. Sting's not black. Uh, You could have some triple threats because you've actually got three black dudes. You've got Kofi... You've got our truth, and you got little Jimmy, who I would assume, unless he's adopted, is. I think Tyrant's got it. Rocky Maivia and Farouk. Ah, okay. All right. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, but everybody always argues. Black and white guys always argue, oh, the rock's not black. Well, you know, me, if you look black, you're black. That's just my. Come on. Rocky's black, isn't he? He's half black. He's half black. Soul Man Rocky Johnson wasn't exactly white. No. No, not at all. But, he, you know, he's half white, half black, and half Samoan, correct? Yes. Right. Half Samoan. And the other half, he's a Calgary well, Stampede. Apparently, apparently, his Samoan half was the champion. Right. Wow. Yeah, I saw The Rock on his Facebook page. It looks like he's uh, going for another, quote-unquote, huge role because The Rock looks like a fucking tank again. Now, Ace Attitude does make a good point in the chat room. Two teams of black men fought over the WWE uh tag team championship a few months back yeah of course that would be uh the prime time players, players and of yeah. course kofi and, and our truth exactly that is correct that was a good feud I, I enjoyed that but did you notice the whole the whole thing with the prime time players went south after their manager got fired uh yeah i, I saw they're still, that they're still kind of pushing them but i really thought they put the straps on them that was a near fall as kofi hits the sos on miz and miz just managed to get his shoulder up at the very last second. Very, very good uh, match so far between Kofi Kingston and The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. It always amazes me how far The Miz has come. I mean, you talk about guys starting off as a TV, MTV star, and, I mean, this this motherfucker can wrestle. Jesus. I love that movie just did. 
Miz has got some of the best offense. That'll pull I, I tell a hamstring. That'll pull a hamstring. You know, I love the DDT he does. You know, when he's got him on the ground and he does it from that position. I love the snapmare driver that he's using uh, every once in a while. And this move right here, watch the that. replay, as Jesus. he basically does the knee breaker to his leg using the ropes. Very unique. Fantastic. Somebody in the office really, really likes the Miz because they are giving well, giving him maneuvers to use that absolutely nobody else has. I don't know that they're giving him those maneuvers. I think that Miz is such a fan of professional wrestling. He takes his craft seriously. Like Ziggles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're talking about a guy who, as Bronx just mentioned, reality TV star. The first time I ever laid eyes on Mike Mazanin, he was on The Real World. And I'm going to be real honest. I couldn't stand Mike Mazanin on The Real World. My brother was a Miz fan. He loved Mike Mazanin on The Real World. He's not a wrestling fan either. But I, I got to be honest. I was not a fan of Mike Mazanin. I didn't watch The Real World for him. Um when he came into the WWE, he paid his dues. The guy used to be sent to the outside of the locker room by JBL to get dressed. This is the guy that was hazed heavily by JBL and other guys in the WWE. And my voice is starting to go, I'm sorry. Um, but he's come a long way. He works hard. He gets up at 5 a.m. and does whatever radio interviews they tell him to do. He's a company guy. And you know what? He believes in what he's doing, and he works hard to achieve that level of success. I'll never forget the time there was a WWE house show here in, in Calgary, and I think you were with me at the show. And, and what did they use? They used Miz as Kid Canada underneath the hood. Remember that? I was not at the show. You know I was not? at home. Okay, all right. But I did watch that. He was. This was after Cena completely buried him, and they fired yes, him. Yes, yes. He came back as uh, the Calgary Kid. Calgary Kid, yes, in a red and white mask got rid of the fucking jorts got yep. rid of the hat and basically debuted this new gimmick the new look and ever since then he has been a master of his craft he's gotten better he gets better each time i see him in the ring the miz has done a fantastic job and i hope that they do have something for him in the future and considering he really was not a wrestler he, he was no he didn't have any formal Pro wrestling training going into the real world. So kudos to uh, to the Miz for sure. You know, and Farley brings up a good point in the chat room. If you look at the Miz compared to other tough enough competitors or winners, he's actually gone farther than any of them. What other tough enough champion was ever a WWE world heavyweight champion? I mean, he was the WWE champion. You know, guys that won tough enough didn't get that accolade. Main evented WrestleMania. Exactly. So, you know, of the Tough Enough crew, even though he didn't win his respective Tough Enough, which was the fourth one, the one that I auditioned for, by the way. You did? I did. Okay. Uh, you know, out of all the guys, what happened to Daniel Pewter? He was the one that won the Million Dollar Tough Enough that The Miz was a part of. What would have happened to this network had you actually been chosen and won? I mean... I would have been on WWE television for about a week and got fired and <laughs> we'd still have a network, so probably nothing. Um... But when you think about it, the Million Dollar Tough Enough from 2004 had not only Mike Mazanin and Daniel Pewter, but also a guy named Ryan Reeves, who actually tonight steps into Hell in a Cell against CM Punk and gets his opportunity at the WWE Championship. So think about that. 2004 was also when Ryback actually debuted with the company oh. as the silverback Ryan Reeves. Trouble in paradise. And Kofi hits it on the Miz, one, two, and three. 
Oh, there you have it. Wow. Great match. Really great match. So Kofi retains a beautiful trouble in paradise. Kofi Kingston, still your Intercontinental Champion. And before we go to commercial break, I want to make one last point. For everybody out there that says Ryback is a Goldberg ripoff and that he's a rookie and doesn't deserve to be here, the guy's been around since 2004. And he's gotten better as time has gone on. I like the Skip Sheffield gimmick, but ultimately he got hurt. They took him off television. And you know what? He's lucky as hell. Because had he stayed with the uh, the Nexus, he probably would be where he'd probably be working NXT right now. He'd probably be home sitting doing nothing. Because every guy that was in it was uh, was a part of the Nexus kind of got buried after Punk took over. Yeah, so, true. So it's a good thing that Ryback was injured, and now has come back. He's repackaged. I'm just I'm sick of the Goldberg comparisons. They end and he's bald. He doesn't spear people. He doesn't jackhammer people. And he's not green as goose shit. If you want to compare Ryback to anybody, compare him with early 90s Vader. Because Vader is the only guy I remember that was wrestling two or three guys at once and beating the crap out of them. And what the hell did Bill Goldberg say this week? I was disgusted when, when somebody asked him, you know, about the comparison with his Goldberg character and the current Ryback character. And he said, and I quote, well, I was an athlete. What the fuck are you talking about, Goldberg? You moron. But he you was got- an athlete who ripped every fucking muscle in his belly when he was a football player and couldn't wrestle anymore. I mean, couldn't play football anymore. And kept hurting so, everybody he worked with, too, Bronx. I mean, the, look, if you are a professional wrestler at a certain level, by default, I consider you an athlete. There is no difference. Whether the endings are fixed or not, that's a jackass statement from a jackass of a man because these guys are all athletes. Kofi's an athlete. Miz is an athlete. The definition of being athletic, asshole, is being able to do certain physical things that non-athletes can't. So that argument really puts him in a new light for me as a fucking moron. I want to say one thing before we go to commercial break. I'm looking in the chat room. Dead Raven is telling me that Morrison won the WWE title, too. No, Morrison didn't. He was the ECW champion on that failed brand and actually lost that title to CM Punk in ECW. He's been an Intercontinental champion several times. He's been tag team champion several times. But John Morrison never was WWE World Heavyweight Champion or WWE Champion. But thanks for playing. So... Yes, he did win tough enough, but no, he did not become the WWE champion. On that note, we're going to come back with more Sunday Night Showdown right here on the SNS Radio Network right after this, guys. Yo, this is Roddy Roddy Piper on the SNS Network. Baby, you should listen to it just to hear what I got to say.
WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest running newsletter on the internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. Each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time! Firebreaker! KID started in 91 in the state of NC. In the place to be, your boy paid his dues. When hell's a busy spot, all the marks are through. Vertebreaker, we'll break your spine. Vertebreaker, just a trick every time. Vertebreaker, we'll slap your face. Vertebreaker. Uh, you knew me as Sugar Shane, you may have known me as the Hurricane, but this is the Shane event, Shane Helm, and you're listening on the SNS Network. Vertebreaker, we'll break your spine. Vertebreaker. Sunday Night Showdown, the SNS Radio Network, Shane Helms and the Vert. You know what? Of all the songs that Shane Helms ever had, that, that is ultimately my favorite from WCW when he was Sugar Shane. I fucking love the Vertebreaker. I love that gimmick. I thought it was great for him. Uh, but 
you know, I, really, that's the only – and I like the Hurricane gimmick, mind you. But I always like the Sugar Shane Helms gimmick a lot better than anything else he's ever previously done. I'd like to have a nickel for every time you, you sat on this very network and former incarnations of this network. What's up with that? See? You made a whole career of stealing his line. Pretty much, pretty much. But Sugar Shane Helms versus Billy Kidman in old WCW. Oh, I mean, how many thunders did we did we have to forsake with with watching matches between the two of them? The cruiserweight division in WCW was so badass, so badass. Um, but of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ All Caps Sexay. I'm joined by the Bronx oh. Father, Mark the. Uh, the Bronx father, Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Yes, I'm joined by the Bronx father and Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The, the bottle of rum on the on the shelf over there hasn't taken a hit lately, but did you just say... I'm sick. Forgive me. <laughs> the Bronx father, Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Wow. Uh, I did say that, yes. Yeah, I, I, yes, I've merged you two now. <laughs> Jesus. Bronx, I, I'm, uh, tell, I'm telling you, uh, JJ and, and Boom Boom are going to Mania, and now... It looks like you and I are the heelish tag team of the network that have to go to MetLife Stadium as well. Just get ready. Get ready. Because yes, it was a transporter accident via Skype. We are now one. We are now one, yes. And, and I, I got to make reference to the fact that should Tony, myself, and, and of course Harmony and, and, and uh, JJ are already confirmed to go to Mania in uh, in MetLife Stadium and the uh, associated functions around the weekend, but I, I got to revisit this scenario once again. That if the Shark and the Bronx Father as well attend Mania Weekend, who in the blue hell is going to host the Sunday Night Showdown edition of WrestleMania next year? I would say Trey, but he's on sabbatical. I don't know when he's coming back. Uh, right, he's coming back, right? Well, so, we don't know that. Yeah, but but before we get into that, we've got a match that obviously we don't have picks for, that was kind of thrown together at the last minute. Antonio Cesaro, I believe, is defending his United States Championship against Justin Gabriel. I'll start this one off. Um, I'm going to say Antonio Cesaro retains his United States Champion against the uh, not South American Justin Gabriel, but the South. African Justin Gabriel. I want to make sure that I, I got that in there because I know the announcers in WWE have a problem with South American and South African. Just want to make sure we're clear on that. South African Justin Gabriel. Bronxy, who you got? Um, I have a retain here as well. I see no reason to take that title off him right now. He's good with that foreign gimmick. So, you know, for a match that doesn't count on four down, that's my pick. Uh, believe it or not, Harmony has just walked into the studio. I don't know that she'll be on the show, but making her actual first official quick pick tonight, well, well, you, you Antonio want, you, Cesaro. You, you want to clarify that? Official quick pick because you have been picking on her behalf in her abstentia and, put, and putting over the fact, Harmony, that in fact his picks in your abstentia have been your picks. Would you like to clarify that? Again, it's better to get some points than no points. Give her a damn microphone. Come on. She can't no, talk. No, no talking? She can't talk. All right. Okay, all right. So anyway, Harmony's picking Cesaro to retain. So, uh, Shark, who you got? I'll concur. There's no reason to take the, the belt off of the multilingual, 
and multi-languaged Antonio Cesaro tonight, his pre-match promo in Deutsch, in German. Deutschland, yes. Um, you know, here's the thing. We talked about this during the break, Mark the Shark and, and myself. Um, Tyson Kidd and Justin Gabriel were, were a tag team. They were international airstrike. Uh, this has been in the works for a while. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Justin Gabriel got hurt for a bit, came back, and uh, the rumor now is that Gabriel is in line for a push, a singles push. And poor Tyson Kidd's left holding the bag. Again. For what? Wh- how many times has that been that Tyson Kidd, who, again, I think Justin Gabriel is very talented, and I think he's very charismatic. He's got the look that they like. But Tyson Kidd is a technical dynamo. That kid can wrestle. He can do pretty much anything there is to do high fly uh you know he might not have the charisma of a justin gabriel but you know once again tyson kid put on the back burner uh while someone else gets a push well and here's the thing you know you we were all led to believe that in fact international airstrike um we're going to be given a tag team push just by the simple fact that for a few weeks they had new matching gear and they actually won some matches. Um, yet, for some reason, somebody in the office didn't like it at all. And for no apparent reason, as we see a swinging hurricane DDT as administered by Justin Gabriel and the current United States champion, Antonio Cesaro. Um, and then all of a sudden, one. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the former TJ Wilson, Tyson Kidd, is back being a mid-card jobber, and for those of us that know him, it's a, it's a damn shame. It Harmony really is. just brought up a great point about Tyson Kidd. He, uh, there was a, a recent poll where they, they looked at people's matches. Tyson Kidd has more matches than anybody in the company. He is the workhorse of the WWE. Two years straight, had the most matches of anybody in the company. I don't get that. And by the I way, he's don't... got a brand new website, TysonKidd.net. Not a WWE website, which is... Rather strange, because you generally don't allow that. But check it out, TysonKid.net. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he's he's thinking, you know, it's uh, about time to take a look at that door and see if I should go through it. Well, I, mean, I, think, I think he just re-signed he, the contract. He, he did. He just he and, and Natalia just re-signed brand new uh, three-year deals. And, and, and some would say that prior to signing that maybe – given the fact that his former tag team partner, Harry Smith, now being billed as Davey Boy Smith Jr., one half of the IWGP tag team champions along with Lance Archer over in Japan, um, that he might venture back to, holy Jerry Lynn, uh, (laughs) that he might venture back to the land of the rising sun as well, but uh, no, not at all. That was an interesting uh, finishing maneuver uh, by Antonio Cesaro on Justin Gabriel. It almost looked like a uh, uh, a cradle neck breaker that Jerry Lynn used to use, except he went into a front face splash off of it. And, and have you guys noticed lately that, that Antonio Cesaro's gimmick is different finishing maneuvers every match, which I'm really um, liking. I, I don't know where you're seeing that. He hits that pile driver every match. Yeah. But he he's he's he does the elbow every match too. So yeah. I don't know where you're getting that, but okay. That's his finisher now. He's there, been there using that I'm raw now for forever. All right. Okay. Well, whatever it is, I'm liking it. I'm and li- you know what I love? The match that doesn't fucking count. 
the match that all four of us agree on, now we get it right. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's all good. But, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I just I feel bad for Tyson Kidd. I want to see that guy go somewhere. I mean, if, if nothing else, bring back the cruiserweight belt and give him a run. Well, and some critics, and there are a few of Tyson Kidd, have said continuously over the last few years, well, he can't put himself over, which for those of us that know TJ, know that's complete and utter bullshit because he is money on the microphone, and he's very funny, and they just they don't give him a chance. They, well, they don't. He's over with the crowd, as Harmony was just you know talking to me about. Yep. But he's a great baby face. He's a fantastic baby face in peril. If you've ever watched him in a match where he's, he's wrestled the heel, he always has good babyface comebacks. The guy is fantastic in the ring. I just, you know, again, not that I'm knocking Justin Gabriel. Good for him that he's getting a push. But to take a guy like Tyson Kidd, put him in a tag team with Justin Gabriel, put him on the back burner until Gabriel comes back, and then say, oh, we're going to push this guy. That's kind of shitty. Well, what are they doing with Natalia right now? Well, and, and granted, he, he just re-signed a contract, so... Right. You know. Well, you know what? And and they are great workers. And really, if you're in the office, you need great workers to push your stars and elevate them to the next level. But, but so see, that's what they're being utilized as. I, I've said this many times before, and I stick by it. Love TJ. Love the Tyson Kidd character. The problem is he's so good at what he does that he's been pigeonholed as the guy that puts everybody over. Right, but if you're going to be used to put someone over, you need to be built up first, man. I mean... Not necessarily. Not nece- I mean, look at Shawn Michaels, though. Shawn Michaels was the same way. When he got started, he was, he was a jobber. And he made people look fucking great. I mean, Shawn Michaels could make a broomstick look good. He did it for Hulk Hogan in 2005. Um, and, and there's a lot of comparisons there. Only he really hasn't been able to break out into his own character. He's over with the fans. He just hasn't had the backing of, of of the WWE. Did you get your advanced copy of WWE 13? Why would I get an advanced copy of that? Well, you're you're on the inside. I, I used to be. Yeah. But Causecast ended a long time ago. Right. You know, I'll be picking mine up tomorrow night at midnight. It's already paid for. I don't get early advanced stuff anymore. No more, eh? No more. No, okay. All right. Am so, I to understand that this is the next match? <clears throat> really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. What, what, so, what are they doing? Okay, then they got something major happening. Yeah, something's going on if they're... Oh, it, I know it, what they're about to do. If this isn't the main, of, uh, the main event of the night, which, why would it be? They're doing oh. the video intro right now. No, no, they're just doing a video package for Ryback. This is not... Okay. They're not doing this match now. All right, I if hope If they not. don't finish this match uh, as, as the main event, wrong. then John Cena is going to be wrestling later tonight, folks. Oh, God. And there's reports saying that he's ready to go tonight, if need be. So I think they're just showing a video package of Ryback leading up to Hell in a Cell. I don't think this match is happening now. Yeah, I mean, like, what? They're, they're going to they're gonna run Sheamus in the big show last? I, I think not. Uh, no. However, however, and I don't want us to get ahead of ourselves, I have some interesting thoughts about that match. And when it occurs, I'll give them. Because... I think there's going to be a lot more shit going on in that match than you might think. Yeah, you got to think that that the whole speculative talk 
around the IWC and all over Facebook in the last 48 hours, and specifically the last 24 Bronx, about, quote-unquote, Cena's ready, whether he's going to have a match. I don't think he'll have a match, but you got to believe that Cena Superman is going to be in some way, shape, or form involved tonight. Yeah, that's not exact. I don't think he'll be involved with uh, Seamus Big Show, but I think that during or possibly after Seamus Big Show, we might get a surprise. So we'll have to wait and see. Right now we've got uh, Paul Heyman getting in the face of Vicky Guerrero, you know, the uh, supervising manager of Monday Night Raw temporarily. The SM, if you will. Yes. Yes. Um. Basically, Paul Heyman trying to get her to not have the Hell in the Cell match tonight. And again, the official theme song, Sandpaper by Fozzie. It sucks, folks. <laughs> shadows. Yeah, even that? with them shadows, it sucks. With them shadows, it's still no good. Oh, we've got a, we've got a, a tag team match coming up. I hear, I hear Booyaka Booyaka. Could it be? Uh, another impromptu pay-per-view unannounced match coming up. Could, could this be Ray Cara versus... The primetime players? Holla, holla. Wow. Yes, Lexi just pointed out that it is, in fact, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> well, I mean, wow, this is too impromptu. You know, I thought this card was a little small, and now they've thrown us two impromptu matches. Interesting. That was a bit of a Freudian slip, Bronx. Just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Wouldn't it be funny if... No, no, I'm not going to finish that sentence. Never right. mind. Wouldn't it be funny if... I'll yes. get it off the air. Finish it. Oh, okay. That might, might be too taboo for people. Well, and certainly with the wife and child in the studio right now. Yes. Watch yourself. Yeah, we'll talk on break. Okay. And there's and Ray he, taking off one of his masks and giving them to a little girl at ringside. Well, my little five-year-old Colton wanted to go for on Halloween as Ray Mysterio this year, but... You know, opted for uh, Stormtrooper once again. The kids are going as uh, Darth Vader and Stormtrooper with their new lightsabers, no less. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lexi just pointed out that Sin Cara is making his way down to the ring. Well, I mean, you know, the brilliance in this, and J.J. and I have talked on this before. I, I, I think it's awesome that they have Ray with Sin Cara simply because, A, they obviously match. B, Ray is a guy who can help Sin Cara with his English, can can help him. I can't even imagine how many ways even in ring. And Ray's at that point now where he's almost done. And if he can put Sin Cara over as the, you know, the next Ray Mysterio, the next guy for the kids, it, this is the way to do it. I love, I love the fact that Ray Mysterio and Sin Cara are dressing sort of like a tag team. Sin Cara more so than Rey Mysterio, but if you look at Sin Cara's mask, on the front, it's the Sin Cara. On the back of Sin Cara's mask, it's Rey Mysterio's mask. Wow. Yep. I I love this blending. I think Lexi wants to be the personal ring announcer of Rey Mysterio. Okay, the primetime players just made their way out. Lexi says, who are they? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Chili. Chili in the house. Chili from TLC in the house. I got to say, I like so many fans think it's stupid. I love that thing that, that the primetime players do, that, like, swagger together. Oh, it's money. 
You're you're dead yeah. on, you're dead right, Bronx. Do, do you like the do you like the hip movements there, Bronx? Does that kind of turn you? I mean, like, are you into that? <laughs> no. Quid minute. We're trying to put Bronx over as some homosexual freak. I would never oh, do Jesus such a thing. Jesus Christ. Okay, maybe I would, but that's not, not that's just sick and wrong, JJ. I'm just surprised you can actually see them do it. You would think after months on this network, eventually I'd learn to watch what I say around J.J., but no. No, no, you fall right into the trap again because you trust him. Uh, Darren, uh, excuse me, Scott Hall. Oh, no, that was Darren Young. Never mind. My bad, uh, as he slaps the back of the head of Sin Cara. See, when you're you're for Mania, when you're in New York City, you better watch it because Bronx might sneak up behind you and give you a a Darren Young upside the head. I I seriously doubt that. He's got to find you first. Beautiful, beautiful back moonsault there by Sin Cara as there was nobody home for that elbow, and he landed right on his feet. My, my eyes are deceiving me, ladies and gentlemen, as I on my iPhone I'm looking at the uh, partial score in game four, middle of the fourth, and the Tigers' Bronx are up on the Giants 2-1. Wow. Go Tigers. They yeah. took out the Yankees, so uh, they're my team. They, they, they got to win tonight or else they're out. Anyways. But... Uh, Quick picks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, quick picks. Uh, we'll start with Boom Boom. Wait, 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 wait. Let's start with Lexi. Okay, Lexi, who's going to win? Come here. Come on. Come here. Who's going to win, Sikar or the primetime players? Um, I think I don't know. You don't know? We'll no, no, no. Somebody. You, you, you got to pick Lexi. You got to say one or the other. Say Ray Cara. Ray Mysterio. And? Yeah. And, and um, Sin Cara. There you go. Ray Mysterio and Sin Cara. Okay, so we got right. Lexi's pick. Uh, boom Boom, who you got? Uh, boom Boom said, and I quote, the primetime players, and I just threw up in my mouth a little bit by saying that. Oh. Wow. Uh, I will go next, and I am going to pick Ray Cara to go over. Bronx, who you got? Is who gives a fuck a choice? Uh, it no, is now. Just like in the election, that's oh. not a choice either. So, right. uh, who you got? Ray Cara. They're, they're over, you know. And it's a shame because I, I I just like the primetime players. I think they, they're a great team, but I can't I can't see them going over. So, uh, Sin Cara and Ray Mysterio. What sounds better, Ray Cara or Sin Stereo? Sin Stereo sounds cool. Sin Stereo. Lexi was awesome. I think. I don't know. <laughs> Since stereo. So, uh, stereo. I like, yeah, that who, sounds good. Who you got there, Shark? Uh, Ray Cara, for no apparent reason whatsoever, other than the fact that they're over with the kids in the WWE universe, and it would be, uh, it would be sacrilegious not to put them over right now. I, too, like everybody else, I'm loving the primetime players lately, but they are turning out to be. No more than a tag team job team, unfortunately. And you know what the sad thing is? Vince McMahon is really high on those guys. He likes the primetime players. Vince McMahon is high? <laughs> well, probably. <laughs> but he actually likes the primetime players and wants to push them. But I think, again, we've got a tag team division that's based on... Comedy? Uh, comedy? We, comedy. Uh, mid-card guys, main event guys put together as a makeshift tag team. And the only the only tag team I'm cool with that is Ray Cara because again, it is a transition for Ray Mysterio and Sin Cara. Yeah, and uh, you know, given the fact that 
Rey Mysterio's physical well-being is, uh, you know, very suspect at best of times, and that Sin Cara's in-ring acumen as a singles competitor left a lot to be desired, and uh, hence the term botch Cara. Um, well, Titus O'Neil just throws Sin Cara like a like, like a little five-pound sack of sugar. Do you just like that? Tosses box? him. That was do you, good. Do you like when he goes, ura, 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 ura? No, I said, damn, when he just threw the motherfucker down like a sack of potatoes. No That's kidding. Like, wow. okay. But, you, you know, though, I, I think that I will jump to Sin Cara's defense here while I, when I will say he has gotten better. I oh. mean, he's oh, gotten yeah. A, yeah, a lot better than when he was really, you know, called uh, Botch Cara. So, well, you know. How can you not? You're working with a guy that made a living in Mexico that is a huge superstar here in the U.S., that does speak both Spanish and English. And the problem with, with Sin Cara is that he, he's not real good about learning the English language. A lot of the guys have a language barrier when it comes to wrestling him. So working with Rey Mysterio is a great, great thing. Arguably one Sin of the Cara. best five flyers of all time. Yeah. You know? And if he's going to be the guy that's going to take Rey Mysterio's place, obviously Rey Mysterio should be working with him. Guys who can't speak English, did this just, you know, turn into a boxing match? I, I thought maybe Shark would get that being a boxing fan because it seems like in boxing now, no one speaks English. See, si. si, I, wa I, I watched a boxing match. I watched a whole card last night, Bronx, on HBO. And uh, I, I, I would be remiss because, yes, Bronx, I am and have for... A few decades, and by the way, thanks oh for thanks for putting me over the other day on Facebook as being over a hundred years old. Did you see that backdrop on the apron, <laughs> on the apron. By, yeah. by Darren Young to Sin Cara? That, that must have hurt. Holy fuck! That was stiff. But I, I would be remiss while what she said while watching. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that one of the all-time greatest trainers. Of professional boxing trained Tommy the Hitman Hearns and a ton of other fantastic championship boxers over the last century, half century. Emmanuel Stewart uh, of Cronk Boxing in Detroit passed away on Thursday. Longtime color analyst of HBO Championship Boxing. What a great guy he was! Great trainer, great on the broadcast. Will be sadly missed. Uh, for us longtime boxing fans, and uh, rest in peace, Emmanuel Stewart. Yeah, man, I, I second that. R.I.P. Definitely. I mean, he was a great voice, an even greater trainer. So, it you know, I grew up, you know, watching boxing and you know having him as an announcer, and he's he was awesome. So. Right, and he was so involved in the heyday of the welterweight division with Tommy. Uh, Hitman Hearns, uh, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, and, and so many others. It, it was a it was a golden age of boxing. Unfortunately, those years are far behind us. And and last night on the HBO broadcast, they they made mention of the fact that you know w what's the next big fight? Uh, obviously, uh, Money Mayweather and 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 uh, the Filipino wrecking machine can't seem to agree on a fight. <laughs> But, uh, uh, you know, who knows? And then the state of boxing these days is, in a word, Bronx, horrible. Dead. Dead. I was laughing at, actually laughing at the wrestling because this idiot is gyrating. It got kicked right in the 
looked a little low to me, no? Oh, yeah. It was right in the junk. <laughs> oh, Titus O'Neil basically jawjacking with Sin Cara. Sin Cara fighting back. He was jawjacking. Jawjacking. Well, I think there was one thing missing, an interpreter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me bring you the audio for that. You ain't shit, Sin Cara. I'll kick your fucking ass tonight. I'm going to beat you like a government mule, you bastard. Okay? So there you go. There's the audio from... Si, si, senor. I thought you were going to do that with a Spanish accent, Bronx. Si, senor. I don't know. It's what, like, wow. What has Lexi got over there? I don't know. Lexi, upstairs. <laughs> uh, speaking of, of uh, someone I'd like to give a shout-out to, and I think that this individual deserves a shout-out on live radio, uh, I actually did speak on Facebook to long-time listener Mario Midnight Man, and he uh, wants how- everyone to know he's still listening. He's listening tonight. How's he he's- doing? He's having some trouble with his voice, which is why we communicated via the, you know, Facebook text. But he just wanted everyone to know that he's still listening. He's still trucking. And you want to talk about a tough Italian bastard? That's Mario. Well, and, and Mario, who coins the phrase voice on, voice off. That, yeah. I mean, that's what made, his fam- made him famous here on the network. Well, you know, he's always had some some ongoing physical problems, and uh, good to know that uh, Mario's still hanging in. And uh, if you're listening tonight, Mario, and you obviously are, kudos from everybody here on the network to Mario Midnight Man. What's yeah, going? This, what? this match is going on longer than I thought it would. Really? Yeah. You, have you noticed, Bronx, that the 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 decibel level of the crowd? <laughs> in Atlanta is very loud right now. Yeah, the life has been sucked out of them, I think. Jesus. Nobody can kill a crowd like the primetime players, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Oh, he's in the three-point stance, which can only mean one thing. That's right. Sin Cara moves, and Titus O'Neil, left shoulder, gets met to the red ring post. Titus gets pole. Titus gets pole. Titus gets pole. And the crowd's getting beverages apparently during this match because yeah, it's, and I thought people were going to go take a shit during the Divas match, but apparently, <laughs> wait a minute, there hasn't been a Divas match. Oh, but it's coming. Oh, I know. Oh yeah, the Divas uh, it'll triple have, it'll threat. It'll happen after the Hell in a Cell match. Oh God, it's a Divas triple threat tonight. I'm to the point where I don't. I'm a little worried now because I don't even know if I picked that match. Maybe it was so irrelevant. I didn't even. I totally forgot about you, that map. You, flo- you floated right over it in 4down.org? Uh, it's possible. I mean, I don't I don't remember seeing it on there. All right, uh, here's Rey Mysterio with the hot tag and the uh, hot comeback. And here's Mysterio and, wow, Darren Young was uh, flailing fists, waiting for Ray to come off the top rope. Wow, the Hurricane DDT uh, by Ray on Darren, DY, if you will. Tonight's show brought to you by Hurricane. <laughs> Hurricane Sandy. S- Sandy. Coming soon to New York and other places, inland. Well, thank God. <laughs> Ever since I heard the term Hurricane Sandy, I've been laughing on a daily basis. There was this girl in high school. Her name was Sandy. Oh, I'm, I'm not even going to go there right is, now. Is that when you went to uh, oh, here uh, it is. Sodom and Gomorrah High? Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Not, not to be confused with Sodomy and Gomorrah, you asshole. <laughs> well, was her name Sandy because they, yes. they mummified her under the ground in Egypt as a god? Is that why she was well, called she, she wasn't under the ground, um, Bronx, but put it this way. More times than not in high school, she was underneath the desk. Wow. Oh, wow. Right. 
Sandy was more over with the basketball team than the coach. Let me tell you. Wow. The, the oh, pe- Sandy. The, pre- the, pre- the previous views were not necessarily those of everybody else on the SNS radio network. All I can think about is, is I, I was in the play Grease back in high school, right? Grease? Grease. You know, the movie that starred John Travolta and, and Jeff don't. Conaway. Yeah, yes, I'm familiar. And I, I played Kinnicky. You played Kinnicky. I was Kinnicky. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I actually got to sing Grease Lightning. Really? Okay, yes. And how did that sound? Unless you can give us a rendition uh, of it right now. With a cold, no. Ah, Sorry. Next month? No. Damn. Watch the tape. Somebody from the uh, the the, uh, the medical team from the back is attending oh, to shit. Sin Cara. I'm not sure what happened, but something happened. I think we're seeing a replay here. here. Sin Cara hits the... Oh, oh my God. Him. He spiked himself. Sin Cara hits the sliced bread number two made famous by Spanky. Right. Or Brian Kidrick. And literally spikes his own head as he comes down. The medics are, and Rey Mysterio both attending to him on the outside. Uh, he might have a concussion, folks. Man, wow. wow. Just when we were saying he hasn't been botching. I mean, again, biatch. Well, anyways, back to your singing career. Hang on. In memory of Omar. <laughs> botch! Back to my singing career. Yes, I uh, actually got to sing Grease Lightning. The whole reason I'm bringing up Grease is because... In the movie, there's a song where he's singing to Sandy. You know, it's, oh, Sandy. Sandy. Yeah. So it just got me thinking about Hurricane Sandy. And, you know, that, that the Sandy that you knew, the mummified bitch back in Sodom and Gomorrah, was, was actually more popular uh, with, you know, the... Uh, basketball team. They didn't have basketball back then. They had, <laughs> what sport did they have in ancient Egypt? Do you remember? Oh, I mean, you were there. We well, yeah, You yeah. should fucking know. No, no. They, With the slaves? They didn't have lacrosse. No, they had pyramid building, damn it. Oh, pyramid yes. building. Yes. My bad. Pyramid building. So she was over with the pyramid builders big time. Well, underneath the pyramid builders. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Anyways. I just want to make sure that we, you know, we, we, we got that straight. Yes. So if you picked Sin Cara and Rey Mysterio to win the match, you got a point. Ning, 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 ning. But you didn't get one on fourdown.org because it wasn't there. Sandy was so old, she used to make Moses happy. Oh, it's the Rolling Stones promotional segment, Speaking ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of things that are so old. Yes. Wait, so you mean Sandy oh, you actually yes. played, yeah. the, played the Red Sea sometimes. Obviously, Boom Boom hasn't heard about the pending uh, association between WWE and the upcoming Rolling Stones uh, pay-per-view. She's disgusted. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Correct. Yes, you do. Well, we might be taking a boat to get to fucking WrestleMania <laughs> because Sandy's oh. going to be hitting in the next day or so. And I told I told Bronx that I got a call from God earlier, and he said Bronx should build an ark. No, I'm not. I ain't building no fucking ark. I'm on the second floor, so I should be good. Well, we haven't gotten rain yet, so I don't know. But, I mean, looks like this show, and looks like we're going to have Sheamus. And Big Show next. That's right, fella. Shea Moose. Lots of moose in his hair. Hence, well, and hence Shea is, Moose. This is a match that's going to be interesting. Like I said, this will be a big test for uh, for Sheamus, depending on how the WWE wants to play this out. Yes, he's been in matches with, uh, with Mark Henry, who's bigger, per se, as far as width goes. Girth, if you will. But, I mean, the Big Show is the biggest guy he'll ever face. I mean, he's never wrestled the Big Show one-on-one. And tonight we find out, I think, bottom line, 
is how the office wants to proceed with the World Heavyweight Championship moving forward through the Rumble and ultimately on to Mania. Because if ever they were going to put over the big show, tonight is the night. And if they're not, there has to be some sort of new heel to take the big show spot in the chase for Sheamus's world heavyweight title. It'll be interesting. I, I, I think they've done a magnificent job in building up the Big Show Sheamus rivalry leading up to tonight's Hell in a Cell, which isn't in a Hell in a Cell match between Sheamus and the Big Show. And it'll be interesting. Bronx? See, I wouldn't have minded this being in a cell, too. I know a lot of times, I know JJ's not, you know, happy when there's two cell matches, but this would have, I would have had two tonight and thrown no this kidding. one in, in a cell, too, because I think. Uh, two big guys like this, it, it would have really been, you know, awesome. But I'm going like- to disagree. I don't. I don't think this match needs a sell. I really don't. I think that you've got, you've got enough elements to make this a compelling match. I'm just not a big fan of seeing two Hell in a Cells back to back. Not a big fan of seeing two Elimination Chambers back to back. I'm sick of gimmick pay per views. I think you're doing it right tonight. One Hell in a Cell is all you need. It should be special. When you have two matches in it, it takes away that special. And it's really hard for the guys going out in whatever is the second Hell in a Cell or gimmick match. It's always hard because you don't want the guys in the first match to, to do everything because you want to leave something for the guys that are performing in the second match. So, you know, as much as I agree with Bronx when, when he said, you know, this, this match would have been neat, contested in a Hell in a Cell it, it, it definitely, I agree with JJ, if they did, it would have taken away from the magnitude of the WWE Championship match that we're going to see later in tonight's main event between uh, Skip Sheffield and uh, CM uh, Ryback and CM Punk. And, and I know I've said this a lot, but, you know, Steve Austin made some comments towards Sheamus this past week saying right. he's not ready to be the world heavyweight champion. And I see where Austin's going with this. Austin is of the same belief that I am. You need to unify those belts. You don't need two championships when you've got two shows that you've got both uh, both rosters on both shows every fucking week. Yeah. There's no need to have a world heavyweight champion and a WWE champion. It, those belts need to be unified, and one guy needs to be the champion. Amen. If, in fact, they were going to continue with the brand split, well, then there is your reason to have two different champions, but that didn't last long, as we're all very well aware of. Well, I mean, think about it. If you've got one title and you've got all these guys, you don't have to worry about having two separate shows where you've got title contenders. You know, you've got, say, on the Raw brand, CM Punk's the champion like he is right now. You know, say they unify the, the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE Championship, CM Punk is your champion. Then you've got guys on SmackDown that could challenge for the belt, guys on Raw that could challenge for the belt, and you've got more contenders, and you don't have a three-month feud with this guy and a three-month feud with this guy you've got more potential contenders or you can even have multi-man matches you could do a six-pack challenge one month you know you could build up contenders you could have tournaments for guys to be the number one contender it just makes fucking sense 
No, and I've agreed with you before, and I'll agree with you again. Uh, it, they should be unified. The This title does not mean as much as CM Punk's, not in the eyes of the fans and not in the eyes of the company. So like you said uh, Tuesday night, this is basically the Intercontinental Championship, what it used to be. But something I want to bring up real quick about what Shark said, when you had two Hell in a Cell matches you know, the, the second Hell in a Cell had to try to live up to the first. Well, here's the thing. All the years I've been watching the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, there's only been one Hell in a Cell match. The first was a standard wrestling match covered with a cell. The second was the Hell in a Cell match. Because if you notice, the first one was always minimal use of the cage, minimal... You know, even reference to it being Hell in a Cell. What it was the just hell are you talking about? I thought a lot of times the first Hell in a Cell match on the pay-per-view wasn't nearly as intense as the second one. Well, it varied on the on the on the con- the contestants in the match, I guess. Well, I mean, it was obviously, more use the cell. You couldn't have a big you, have, you couldn't have a big spot in the first one if you had one plan for the second one. In other right. words, so it, the one that you would see first probably wasn't going to be uh, the highlight of the night, basically. So I see. OK, I see where you're going with that. Right. I phrased it as a wise ass, and I think that's why. You yeah, I, you, you threw me off there. But, you know, like I said, I believe the belt should be unified. Um, I got to give it up to Rowdy uh, Ryder in the chat room because we're thinking along the same same wavelength. There's been a lot of theories and possibilities as to how they book cm punk versus ryback tonight and i think i'm on the same page with rowdy Ryder, who says big show could potentially win the world heavyweight championship align with paul Heyman and cm punk help ryback or excuse me help punk retain the title against ryback later on tonight and then you've got paul Heyman, conceivably managing both of your champions in the wwe and i think that's a good possibility and if you think back Paul Heyman did manage the Big Show as the WWE champion uh, some years back. Well, before he screwed him over and went to, to Kurt Angle. But he did manage him. So you could say, in theory, that Big Show is a Paul Heyman guy. And that would set up, under that theory, a Ryback-Big Show feud. Which, in and of itself, is not a bad idea. Bronx? No, I agree. I mean, that's a great idea. I have it turning out a little differently than that, but, you know, I may turn out to be wrong. But definitely, show could be the guy who gives Punk that, you know, that interference that he needs to go over because they're making it look like Punk doesn't have a chance in hell tonight. Or do they blow one of the Brock Lesnar appearance spots on tonight in in a spot where... Lester would come out and help Punk. That has been kind of floating out there in uh, in IWC cyberspace lately as well. Well, as Harmony was just talking to me too, even if Big Show doesn't win this match, doesn't win the World Heavyweight Championship, you could still see him potentially align with Paul Heyman and help Punk retain that title later on in the Hell in a Cell. And, of course, they're having a, a behind-the-scenes video shot of... Dolph Ziggler with his Money in the Bank briefcase in hand watching the monitor, which to me is a setup spot, J.J., for potentially Dolph Ziggler cashing in 
at some point. Well, Dolph why Ziggler. Would, why would they have that video Dolph Ziggler shot? has said he's going to cash in tonight. Right. Regardless. He's, he's made that prediction. So, I mean, th- there's two ways to look at this. You could have, uh, you know, Sheamus retain the belt, Big Show, knock him out. Ziggler runs down, cashes in, money in the bank. Bingo. Boom, there's your world champion. Or you could have Big Show beat Sheamus. Sheamus be upset about it, brogue kick the Big Show, and Ziggler could come out and potentially pin the Big Show. And they have been touting the fact that Big Show has has the shortest reign in history at 45 seconds. And wouldn't it be interesting... If at 30 seconds, Dolph Ziggler made the pin on the Big Show. Well, and, and wouldn't and since he pinned the Big Show, you don't think that that would get a huge pop from the crowd in Atlanta, therefore being the impetus behind a potential Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler babyface turn? Very Maybe. true. But before we get too heavily into this, let's give our quick picks for this. Uh, Bronx, I'm going to let you start this out. Sheamus versus Show, who's going over and why? I have Big Show going over with the premise that you just brought forward. Show's going to go over, and I also predicted Ziggs is going to cash in and get pin the Big Show to win that title. Uh, Harmony actually made her prediction, and we're on the same page. She picked Sheamus, and I picked Sheamus for her, so ding, ding, ding. Hopefully she gets the win here tonight. Mark the Shark to Carlo. Still picking for Harmony, eh? Well, I, I picked earlier. She's yeah. here now, so the picks are already in, bro. Well, oh, I see. You picked up for her on 4down.org. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. All right. Now, thank you for clarifying that. Now, um, whatever whatever case scenario might be after whomever gets pinned and is the either the new <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion or that Sheamus is still the world heavyweight champion, them having a video shot of Dolph Ziggler, I think, is a dead giveaway, uh, as well as the fact that he said at some point tonight he's going to cash it in anyways. But if they're going to keep Ziggles as a heel, that would lead me to believe that Sheamus goes over, show beats up Sheamus, and here comes Ziggles to cash. And I would heavily believe that that would be the case scenario so for that reason, whether Ziggles cashes in or not, I think that it, it, that Sheamus retains tonight. Well, I mean, the thing is, too, will they ignore this? And this is something I just thought about. Both the brogue kick and Big Show's knockout punch are moves that knock you out. Now, we've seen in the past that when you cash in, your competitor has to be able to get to his feet. Nope, nope, nope. That's not the case. Daniel Bryan won against an unconscious Big Show. He was not on his feet. He pinned him straight out, and it counted. So I don't even want to hear that argument from the WWE anymore because if you allow Daniel Bryan to get the victory there, then it makes no difference if Dolph Ziggler comes out and pins whoever got knocked the fuck out in this match. You're right. They killed it. You're right. That that argument does not hold up anymore. My quick pick, and I I had to make sure that I did this right. I went back over to 4down.org. I did, in fact, pick the Big Show to win. I think Sheamus has had this belt for far too long. He's had it since WrestleMania. He's wrestled ADR like 20 times. Um, It's been a very lackluster run for him. It's done him no favors. I think it's time to take the belt off Sheamus, and you either go with the Big Show as the champion or Dolph Ziggler cashes in and becomes the new world champion. But I think either way, this belt's coming off Sheamus tonight. I'm going with the Big Show. Any outside interference? 
No, I don't no. think there's going to be any interference in this match. Not till it's over with, anyway. I agree. But we'll but see I, if, if that's how it plays out. Well, I mean, you know, you talk about Sheamus, and we've all said that a lot of people think he made a better heel. If if the WWE sees that, which I don't know if they have or not, that he makes a better heel, him losing the belt, that's one of the best ways to, you know, mess up a guy's head and make him go back heel. So, you know, why would you go heel if you still have the belt? So that would plant a seed, too. Okay, to make- well, well, okay, you make a point, and Idaho Stud in the chat room also says, it would be a mistake not to put Sheamus over. He needs to continue his momentum unless they want him to drop out of the picture quicker than they wish. I'm going to disagree with that, too. Let me tell you why. I don't have a problem with Sheamus as, as a face. Again, I like Sheamus. He's believable as a face. He's a great competitor. Kids love him. If you take the belt off of Sheamus right now and you give him six months to, to regain that belt, he's chasing Jeez. the heels. Whether it's Ziggler, whether it's Show, whether it's Alberto Del Rio, whether it's Heel Randy Orton, if Sheamus is chasing after that belt going into WrestleMania, then you're building up his momentum and you're making Sheamus worth more. Wouldn't you agree, Shark? Uh, I, I do. And, and, you know, I said prior to your explanation that Sheamus is really over with the kids, and he is. And I've always felt that a babyface chasing the champion is better. Than ulti- a babyface ultimately. defending the champion. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question. No and, question. And I think that's what they need to do with Sheamus. It's time for a change. And it's time for a chase. As uh, we saw. It's time good, for a chase, fella. As we saw. Or chaser. Uh, as we saw. JR get a lap full of Sheamus, and they're replaying it right now. Watch this. Oh, Jesus. Ouch. Yeah, and I don't think good old JR was quite prepared for that. He hasn't seen thighs that white since KFC yesterday. Oh, wow. Wow. They actually showed Jim Ross in his full Boomer Sooner regalia at the uh, on ESPN on ABC last night at the... Uh, uh, Oklahoma Sooner Notre Dame Fighting Irish game. I was uh, quite surprised. Man, Sandy is starting to make her presence known. The wind outside is starting to kick the fuck up. Well, I thought the it was, weather outside is frightful. <laughs> I thought it was just. I thought it was just Bronx whistling Dixie in the background. No, it's Sandy. It's She's Sandy. blowing hard. Sandy's <laughs> blowing hard again. Well, I'm having another basketball team flashback. Not the basketball team, the pyramid builders. Oh, the team. pyramid builders, the old yeah. Bastard. Yeah. She had mud in her ears then. Yeah, I bet she did. <laughs> wow. As Harmony is sitting over there in the far side of the studio, once again is thoroughly disgusted with me, as per her quota of being thoroughly disgusted with me once a month. Thank You're you. a fucking pig, man. I mean, I got it. I love you to death. Don't get me wrong, but you are one of the nastiest fucking guys I've ever. Some of the shit you say makes me pause and that's that's doing something well you know what bronx i take that as being a supreme compliment and the only thing i have to say to that is thank you when uh, when janet jackson came out with nasty boy she was actually talking about mark the shark to carlo true story i ah. for, i forgot about more dirty acumen than most of you have ever imagined in your lives and, and really, I mellowed out somewhat. I go back about 10 years. You should have heard some of the shit that I was coming, coming out of my mouth on a daily basis while managing our friendly neighborhood strip bar up the street from, from the studio here. 
Oh, I've heard you and Bottoms Up, so don't think I have. Oh, yet. listen, the Bottoms Up shark had nothing. No, couldn't even hold a candle to the Misty's shark. Misty's? Misty's. The happiest place on the face of God's green earth. What, the, the biggest strip bar in Calgary for about 20 years. Yeah. I don't know. When I think of Misty's, I think of like a place where you go to see a Broadway show. Misty? Uh, yeah. Pl- remember, the, remember the movie Play Misty for me? Clint Eastwood? No, you're not old enough. Anyways. Yes, Misty's. He hasn't seen half the fucking movies ever. Like, even <laughs> shit that's like, you would think everybody in the I mean, up until like a year ago, he hadn't seen any of the Star Wars fucking movies. Really? Have, has he, you think Bronx has seen Behind the Green Door? Probably not. No. I don't know. He's probably seen a lot of porno. No, no. And I made a, I made a porno reference once on, on Bronx's uh, Facebook, and he, he fucking deleted me as a friend for about a week. I, I was highly offended. Not to no, make, not that's to not ma- what happened, and I won't get into it on the air. It no, was no. a porno reference. No, no. I, I know. I know. We won't make reference of it on the air. It's only been a month since he saw Happy Gilmore. Really? Yeah. Wow. You know, I want that shit again. <laughs> Well, then, you know what? He's not invited for a round of golf at Inglewood next year. I bet he hasn't seen me, myself, and Irene yet either, has he? But I, but I bet he's seen the 40-year-old virgin. He lives it every day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The 35-year-old virgin. <laughs> wow, come on. That's not what the Sharkettes told me on their trip back from the Bronx. Said he wasn't a virgin anymore, but really, he really didn't last long either. Wow. Oh, you best. Seamus right now with a nice bear hug on Seamus. Speaking of bear hugs. He just wants to give him some love, yeah, y'all. I know. I know. Wait a minute. Seamus with a nice bear hug on Seamus. I said Big Show with a with a bear hug on Seamus. Awesome. <laughs> well, okay, apparently Seamus is hugging himself. Fella. What did you say earlier? The the great white Bronx father? What, what was that no, cross-reference? I, I, I said uh, the Bronx father. Mark the Mark Shark, Shark, Shark Carlo. Exactly. Said, all right, yeah. all right. You've been watching, I mean, that could have been an episode in and of itself of the Sopranos Bronx. He's sick. Give give him a a break. I can't imagine what it would be like if you two were merged into one body because (laughs) you'd you'd be really old and blind. Right. So, I mean, really, at the end of the day, what would you accomplish? Well, the ingestion of a lot of Viagra, you know. No, I don't need Viagra. Yeah, the problem with, with you taking Viagra Shark is yes. it always gets stuck in your neck and it's stiff for hours. Oh, no oh, wonder I've got a fucking stiff neck. I knew that there was a reason. Whoa. Speaking of stiff necks, Chokeslam, oh, what the hell? Seamus with a counter, a DDT wow. to the big show. I thought that was a, a botch coming up, but no, no. no. It was a DDT. It, it was a counter from the from the Chokeslam right to the DDT. And the big show on the two count throws Seamus Right out of the ring. And thus far, Sheamus seems to be doing very well against a bigger opponent. By the way, for those interested, the sexual innuendo segment of tonight's broadcast is now complete. And is brought to you by Viagra and Cialis. Correct. The two official sponsors of the SNS Radio Network. I wish they were my sponsors. Why? You don't need it. Because I get fucking paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'll be running around. Anyways, I can't, I can't even, no. No. You know, I I don't know what it is. I'm just not meant to make money on this thing. Uh, I haven't talked to Mindwipe, but he was looking at getting me some AdSense ads on the website. 
Right. And uh, he actually implemented some. Yes. And then I got an email back from AdSense that says Ooh. I have copyrighted material on my website. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck on my website is copyrighted? You got an email from who? From AdSense. They've terminated oh, okay. my account because I have copyrighted shit on my website. Really? What copyrighted shit? I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email them and say, what the fuck? Wow. We went through this shit back, you know, a while ago with fucking Ustream, remember? Same shit. So I, I don't know what the, what the hell you have copyrighted. Well, I have a theory. I think it's we have a player that runs 24 hours, and there's probably copyrighted content that plays on the player and in the form of music that doesn't belong to us. Music, maybe, I don't know. What else? What else? Interviews? No. 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 No, probably just stuff that we have copyrighted music in. Music, yeah. 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 So. Thanks, Republicans. It is what it is. You're blaming that on the Republicans, Bronx? Yeah. Okay. Why and not? I'm sorry. Do you really want to go through life with the president of your country having the name of a baseball glove? Like, really? Like, Mitt? Like, what the fuck? His you know? name is Mitchell. Like, I know we're not allowed. His name is Mitchell. <laughs> His name is Mitchell. Jesus. But he's Mitt for short. Oh, please. And and, and just like just like baseball, I bet there's been quite a few balls in mint. Oh, wow! Wow! Tell me he just didn't say that. You're 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 lucky, Bronx, that Harmony couldn't hear what you just said. He's got more money than you, Bronx. He's got more money than ninety percent of the motherfuckers I know. Correct. That's but it's new. Bronx. What, what was the what was the uh, what what's your four down dot or quick pick on the presidential race, Bronx? Oh, I don't. I we know you don't talk about this shit. Come on, pick. Tell us. At Obama, but I've yeah, told you. Obama. Exactly. Uh possible. Oh, Big Show tried to go for the choke slam and Sheamus got oh, out of it. Oh, Sheamus off the top rope. Went for Show went for the big slam again, but Sheamus cut him off with a big knee lift twice now with the knee lift. Off the ropes. Double sledgehammer twice and she, and Show goes down. He knocks the giant off his feet. Down it's like, goes show. It's like David Down and Goliath in here. Show. It's like David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath. Oh, my God. The big show's been taken off his feet, my God. Trainwreck? Holy shit, are you kidding me? What? Shame oh, wow. The big Look at show. this. Good night, big show. He's not going to get up from this. There's no way. White Where's noise. the referee? One, two. Oh, and he kicks out. Faked me out. You got to be a strong motherfucker to do that. No kidding. Well, look at Sheamus. He's he's not exactly uh, you know couch potato. He's not exactly the guy's tiny in pretty good Tim. shape. No, he's white as look, a ghost, but he's in good shape. Look folks. at that. Yeah, but you're talking four hundred plus dead. Sheamus uh, uh, is what six four and a half, and le legitimately about two eighty five. I think he's, he's, he's a strong six four. Huh? He's got to be like six. Oh, seven. oh yeah. No no no. He's. Uh, no, I think oh, he's about 6'4", uh, 6'5". Six, six, oh, good night, Sheamus. Oh, bro kick into a... Oh, he knocked him out. That's it. Into... That's it. The weapon of mass destruction. Good night to the championship reign. Oh, no. no Sheamus kicks out. Shame ass kicks no out. No fucking way. Kicks out of the WMB. This is awesome. No fucking way. Did he just kick out of the weapon of mass destruction? It's amazing that your children don't swear their heads off at school listening to you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
Don't listen to daddy. Jesus. God damn, I would I was sure that, that we was were awesome. all sure that was it. Lexi cutting promos on JJ from the other room now. <laughs> Cover your ears, baby. Yeah. Big show's loading it up again. Duck He's just cover. waiting for Seamus. Uh oh. Well, <laughs> truthfully, he didn't get all that punch. No. It was a counter punch. Seamus, the proverbial sitting duck, quack quack right now. As uh, the Big Show has got the WMB loaded up once again, waiting for Sheamus to pick himself off the mat via the top rope. And here he comes, walks right into it, and ducks the WMB, and there's the bro kick. Kick out, Show. Kick out, uh, Show. One, two, and kick. Yeah. Show kicks out. I'm loving this. is a great fucking match, folks. Oh, this is. This may be one of the Big Show's best matches, I have to say. Sheamus, both of these guys are looking awesome. I wasn't expecting this out of this match. And for both of them to kick out Bronx out of each other's finishing maneuver, wow, what what can we expect now as the proverbial finish? Well, it's making both guys look like a million bucks. I mean, but just because you can kick out of a devastating finisher once don't mean you can't do it twice. I mean, it doesn't mean you can do it twice, excuse me. So we've seen that before, but that kicking out of each other's finisher classic way of making both guys look like a million bucks jbl's losing his mind at the amounts position and i gotta say kudos to jbl he was a little rough the first couple of shows back but he's been fantastic on the broadcasts lately oh my god oh that's it it. that's it that's gotta be it it. walked right in full force into it walked right into it one two three and you're new World Heavyweight Champion, the Big Show, in, in, in yes, the Big Show's marquee match of his entire freaking career. Bravo, Big Show, bravo. Good for him. And you know what? Sheamus doesn't look weak at all losing like that. No, he no does way. not. He does no. not. Duck the bro kick into the WMB. Good night, your new champion. That was awesome. Yeah, that, I because he actually that. had... The momentum of Sheamus running over with the with, with the with the kick, and connected with that uh, WMD. Well, and certainly coming out of that the kind of side salto slam, of of which the Big Show kicked out of was was simply amazing. And you made reference of it, Bronx yourself, um, th- for Sheamus to pull off that maneuver on the four hundred plus pound Big Show was amazing in and of itself. As we see some. Uh, Medical personnel entering into the ring right now. I don't know whether that's a work uh, or, or in fact, if Sheamus is in fact hurt. Ziggler ain't fucking cashing no money in the no, bank in tonight, folks. No, no, no ain't happening, buddy. And he's certainly not cashing it in in the main event. He's like, yeah, I changed my mind. But on that note, guys, uh, we have a new world heavyweight champion, the Big Show. We're going to take a commercial break. Come back with more Hell in a Cell right here on Sunday Night Showdown on the SNS Radio Network. Right after this. I'm an ass man. Yeah, I'm an ass man. Hey, this is Bad Ass Billy Gunn, and you're listening on SNS Radio Network. Now, of course, if you're not down with that, I still got two words for you. Suck a I love to watch them. I love to pick them. And I'm going to kick them. 
welcome to the revolution. Do you know why I am the leader? Because I'm the best in the world. I put attitudes back where it belongs. So join me. Live the revolution. WWE 13 featuring the exclusive Attitude Era campaign. WWE Live. and moments to over 20 classic WWE videos, cinematic cutscenes, and 150 historic photos in over 65 matches. Unlock over 100 items, including bonus characters, arenas, and more as you experience the most revolutionary era in the history of WWE. WWE 13, Live the Revolution. Order WWE 13 today and play the baddest man on the planet, Iron Mike Tyson. Are you a TNA Impact Wrestling fan? Are you looking for a show that talks about TNA Wrestling? Then tune in to TNA Chat Live every Thursday night starting at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on the SNS Radio Network with the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, as he reviews the latest episode of Impact Wrestling and takes your phone calls to get your thoughts on the state of TNA Wrestling. Are you ready to cross that line? On the SNS Radio Network. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. Daddy Cool Diesel, you listen on the SNS Radio Network. All right, guys, we're back right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy. 
being joined by, of course, uh, Harmony Boom Boom Sexe, who's not on the mic tonight. But we've also got in studio the one, the only, the great white Mark the Shark DiCarlo. And joining us live from New York City, where the weather is getting frightening, folks, he is the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. What's going on? Yeah, the wind is whipping its ass off now. So no rain yet, but. Sandy's rearing her ugly head, Bronx? Yep. Definitely. And by the way, that bitch. But you know, JJ, Boom Boom had a really interesting scenario, but I don't think it's going to. It didn't happen because Vinnie Mac didn't cancel. Well, it's still time. But what did you repeat, JJ, what what Boom Boom said? Because it was kind of interesting. Well, unfortunately, I can say I was in husband mode trying to produce the show. I didn't hear what she was saying as we're coming back from commercial break. Boom Boom. But I'm going to give her the microphone. So apparently before the the pay-per-view started, John Cena was doing a little question and answer thing in the ring. And... Ziggles and him kind of got into it because Ziggles had a little tout thing. And, of course, I only know this from reading because I was not here. Um, but they had their little exchange between the two of them, looking like they were going to build into a program between the two of them. So th- what we just saw with Vince McMahon was now the second time that uh, Punk and Entourage tried to get out of the match. And I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if... If Vince McMahon had decided to call off the match, but instead allowed Cena to wrestle in Ryback's place, Cena beats Punk, wins the belt, Ziggles cashes in, there you go. Because, not only is that an interesting scenario, but because, of course, it was supposed to have been Superman Cena in the match prior to him having surgery by Dr. James Andrews on his elbow. Well, consider this, too. If, for example, Ziggler manages to somehow cash in tonight on a on a downed CM Punk during the middle of a match, you know, or even after the match, you know, say say Ryback goes apeshit nuts and beats the shit out of CM, or, yeah, beats the shit out of CM Punk, and Ziggler runs down and makes the, uh, you know, cashes in and, and gets the win, then you obviously now have John Cena going up against Ziggler, Going into the uh, TLC pay per view next, well, you got Survivor Series, but even if Ziggler has it till TLC, I can see John Cena taking that belt from Ziggler going into the Royal Rumble. And instead of WrestleMania, you have John Cena versus The Rock for the WWE title at the Royal Rumble. The biggest match of all time? But this time it's at the Rumble. It's not at WrestleMania. Right. Which means maybe Punk wins the Royal Rumble and faces The Rock at WrestleMania. I'd rather see Punk and Rock at WrestleMania no than kidding. Cena yeah. and Rock. I wasn't impressed with the last match they had. So there's all kinds of scenarios that could play through. They've been talking about putting that belt on Ziggler. The problem I have with putting it on Ziggler is it's obvious it'd be a transition back into John Cena. And I, I really don't want to see that. When Ziggler wins, I want to see him have a, a nice little run. But that's probably not going to happen. And at the same time, though, John Cena is going to be a transitional. If he wins it off Punk and then 30 seconds later loses it. But it's they're, they're obviously building to a feud. And it would be good to see the two of them in a feud. Because whether you like him or you hate him, John Cena does put people over. And if you want to look at Dolph Ziggler being main event 
you need to put him with somebody of that caliber to get him over as not being seen as upper mid card, which is the way that I see him. And that you make a very valid point. With <laughs> Yes, you do. With that being said, let's go ahead and uh, run down, and I do mean run down, this Divas match. If you're still listening and you might have went and had a piss break, now's the time to do it. Um, we've got the Divas Championship defended by, of course, Eve Torres, who's defending against Layla, the former champion, and Caitlin, the girl who should have gotten her title shot, but courtesy of Eve, was taken out. And Eve took her spot and won the Divas Championship. So since we have a Diva on the show, I'll let her make her pick. I want to say Eve, um, but Layla is wearing the breast cancer awareness outfit, and she did have a very touching montage earlier as well as on Raw. So, you know, the the emotional side, the the heart side wants to give Layla the win. Unfortunately, I really can't stand her, so I'll stick with Eve. Uh, which, she, which had is, us, she had us all hooked, but in the end, she let us know what she really felt. She had us hooked. Yeah. I thought she was going with Layla. I know. But it's good that she went with Eve because that's who I chose for her. Oh, okay. Good. I know her so well. I really do. Uh, Bronx, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Eve because I think that, you know, her continuing to hold the title, it allows it, you know, and you got to remember something too. Eve, you know, is right now kind of their Kelly Kelly as far as, you know, exposure. So I say she retains. Shark. Uh, I, I would concur with Bronx. I, I think it would be a good thing if uh, Eve exposed, exposed herself re currently. Is that what you said, Bronx? So you want to see a dip slip, in other words. Oh, you know. You sick bastard. A, a wardrobe malfunction at, at the best of times is a good thing. So um, as we see, wow, look at that, look at that maneuver by Eve on uh, what's her name? It uh, looks like a variation of uh, the Haas of Pain. Yes. Famous by Charlie Haas. Correct. Correct. I, I don't think that there's a chance in a snowball's sandy chance in hell that, that uh, anybody but... Eve goes over in this match. Well, you don't think Caitlin could go over? I mean, she's supposed nope. to be the next Beth Phoenix. Nah. Uh, on on hair style, color and style alone, she's not going over. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and I'm going to make unanimous. I'm with Eve, too. I, I, You know, I like Layla. I think she's stepped it up since she's been back. You know, and I think she's become a good baby face. Nice maneuver. In the Divas division. That being said, there's not a lot to choose from. Back heel and a sabat kick and a same I maneuver. I saw that, yeah. Very uh, nice. But, you know, I, I think it makes more sense to keep the belt on Eve and have Divas keep challenging her. So, yep. So Eve uh, retains in my eyes. Harmony hates that move. The what? The double jump cross body? The hip hoppity. <laughs> the double. Oh! Gee, she's stuck to the mat. <laughs> I'm going to get a spatula quick. Wow. Harmony, that was such a oh. great... Oh. What, the, get a spatula. what the hell is got this? got a three-way split. <laughs> three-way split. Wow. Someone get some Crisco. <laughs> the only thing missing was Molina. Oh. But I got to say, Harmony, that was a great heel promo. She spent two minutes putting Layla over, and then I, I just can't stand her. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that was awesome. That was good. That was promo of the night so far. Had us all. She she does not like Layla. No, I know. I mean, you know, I mean, shit. That was a better promo than half of the chicks there can do right now. So. Wow. But I'll say this: this match hasn't been as horrible as I thought it could be. No, no, <laughs> it, it could have been, been bad. You're right, Bronx. It could have been a lot worse than this. <laughs> The glam is on. Oh, wait, that's Caitlin. Never mind. Oh. With a variation of a go-to-sleep almost. Yeah. That was the... Uh, a minor variation of the, a go-to-sleep. That was more of a knee to the tit than a knee to the face. Left or right? I don't know. I don't know. My yes, God, the implant this buster. The implant buster. Somebody get Boom Boom a microphone down, but we're missing some cutting-edge radio here tonight. Imagine Natty just coming out and beating the shit out of all of them and leaving. Well, you know what? If Natty came out, beat the shit out of all three girls, and walked out with a championship, I'd pop. I'd fucking pop. I yeah, think it'd be yeah. great. She needs to be the fucking diva bully that beats the shit out of all of them. You know, she well, should go out there she and was cut like for a, a shoot while. promo. Yeah. She'd be like, I'm sick of this bullshit and just beat the crap out of all of them. Fucking take the title and leave. Just take it. Just grab it, beat the shit out of Eve, beat the shit out of Caitlyn. And leave the company. Beat the shit out of, no, I'm not saying leave no. the company, but leave the pay-per-view with it. Right. Go to Raw tomorrow night and be like, I'm the bitch around here. Fuck you. Nice maneuver by Caitlyn on Eve. Oh, almost a clothesline from hell from the uh, repertoire of JBL. And in case you didn't know, WWE's put out a casting call to all the agents in Hollywood. They're looking for divas. Right. Yes. Wow. Just when you think the cycle is done, it gets rebooted, folks. Right. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. They're putting out a casting call. They need divas. Look at that. They've lost Beth Phoenix, who could fucking wrestle. N- nice, nice. They've re- lost Kelly Kelly, who couldn't. Who couldn't. Nice reversal by Caitlyn. Oh! And Eve gets the pin. Yep. One, two, and three. She completely missed her, but got the pinfall, folks. Missed the senton. Off she, the top. She, she must have got a whiff from some of that, uh, some of the air coming from Sandy. That, well, I mean, if you, you want to talk about them putting out casting you? calls, I, I mean, I could see Justin Bieber carrying that title for a while. Wow. Bronx, you <laughs> sick fuck. <laughs> Justin Bieber just signed to be the halftime uh, performer at the 100th Grey Cup in three weeks in Toronto. Along I'm so with- happy I could shit. I thought okay. you were going to say the Super Bowl and you nope. would have had a rant that would have fucking... I know, I know, you would have gone off on that. No, no, no. get this for a, for a double bill. Justin Bieber has been signed as the halftime entertainment of the 100th anniversary of the Grey Cup. The Grey Cup, for those of you that don't know, is the Canadian Football League Championship coming up in three weeks in Toronto with, get this, boom, boom, as an undercard, Gordon fucking Lightfoot. Gordon fucking Lightfoot is, is a, a Canadian legend. icon. Yes. And and I get, you know, Bieber is Canadian and all. And yep. He does wonderful community spirit things. I yep. mean, he had 26 Tim Horton truck full. So I don't know. You guys in the States may not know how big a Tim Horton's truck is, but it's got to be like a 36-wheeler. They're huge. And he bought and filled those trucks at Christmas time for food banks. He does a lot of that type of thing. And I've got he a does. lot of respect for him. Yep. But the 100th anniversary of the CFL, which is huge, and it's just a Bieber and football, 
one of these things just ain't like the other. Well, I mean, kudos to him for doing that. I'll give him his props. But it's like, you know, when I hear him sing, I've got scars on my wrists from that. So it's like, yeah. Uh, so uh, Seamus in the back getting some uh, medical attention. They're checking his peripheral vision, if you will, making sure that he has not been concussed by the WMB. You know what they should do? That's that. I swear to God, this this is great. They should. You, you've seen all the Rocky movies, right? Correct. Everyone. Remember, remember uh, Rocky Five. Yes. The beginning of Rocky Five. It takes place right after Rocky Four. Right. You know, and Dolph Lundgren, who was, you know, uh, Ivan Drago, who was on the steroids. Yes. You know, and basically punched the shit out of Rocky. You know, beat him to a pulp, but Rocky still got the victory and earned the respect of an, an entire country. Russia, as they chanted his name after he won. I think they should do an angle. Where Seamus might have to quit for a while because he's got a, a concussion. And talk some, about how dangerous that punch is. Give him some time off. Give him some time Put off. Put over the WMB. Give him some time off. Because he has been on every WWE house show like for forever. Uh, you know, he's wrestling five nights a week. So, he, you know, give the kid some time off. Yeah, give him a month off. Have him come yep. back and say, you know, I had to recover from that. And really put that move over. And make it mean something. Yep. I would, Man, I would really, do it in a heartbeat. You really want to put it over. Have Sheamus in some segments where, I mean, like, he's really affected. You know, he has trouble with his his, his vision in some way. Can't drink beer, you know. Yeah, well, no. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you could, you could go. Remember when Shawn Michaels pulled the swerve, heard round the world after the, the concussion with Owen Hart, you know, and the doctor said he wouldn't wrestle again? You could almost do that with Sheamus in the same vernacular as – the Rocky Balboa, Ivan Drago situation where he thought he had to retire. He couldn't box anymore. He had to do this and he had to do that. He lost all his money. I think with Sheamus, though, you could really sell the point that he's having problems. He could, do, he could be doing a promo and then just all of a sudden, you know, pass out or mess up with his words and have a- after lingering effects of that fucking punch. You know, make it real. And we may have seen the beginning of that tonight with the kind of concussion test with the doctor in the back that we just saw it. Because, yes, J.J., uh, a bunch of vignettes selling the fact that he has been legitimately concussed and hurt and needs time off. And, you know, that that would give him some time to heal. Because, Because think about this. He didn't just get one. He got two. Kicked out of one, but he didn't kick out of the second one. And not only that, fellas, you got to look at it this way. If he was legit concussed, they never would have shown that. They showed that for a reason. I think maybe JJ's, you know, nailed it on the head. To sell the concussion, yeah, Bronx. Exactly, exactly, and and put it over. And, you know, again, he took two of those shots, and you make it like you could have guys running scared saying, listen. And and until tonight. Nobody had ever kicked out of one of them. Right. So they made Seamus a tough bastard just by just by him doing that. But to suffer two of them in one match, oh, yeah. I, I say sell the concussion angle and run with it. Give Seamus some time off. This also solidifies Big Show. They did a great job tonight with Big Show and Seamus. I would say, to me, that has really stolen the show so far. So far match of the night, for sure. And, and as we see the video vignette lead in and now 
the lowering of the Hell in a Cell to the floor around the ring for tonight's main event matchup. I would hasten to say that the Ryback CM Punk match tonight, one of the most anticipated pay-per-view matches maybe since Mania last year, and it'll certainly the widespread speculation amongst the IWC over the last couple of weeks as to what finish we are going to see. The fact that apparently, if you want to believe the WWE um, propaganda train, that internally they have been going over and over different finish scenarios ad nauseum for the last week to 10 days, whatever transpires tonight is going to be, in in and of itself, guys, a surprise because we don't know what's going to happen. And that's what makes interesting pay-per-views. And and really, they've done a good job in in this build-up. I I, I really think so, Bronx. Uh, They've done a a great build-up to this entire pay-per-view, I think. So far, I'm enjoying it. And, you know, something, something else I'd love to see tonight is after at Bound for Glory, we saw, you know, the blood that was, you know, it was ridiculous. I say, you know, you're on pay-per-view. I know you're still PG. I'd like to see a little color in this match. Maybe not to the extent of what we saw at Bound for Glory between James Storm and, and Bobby Roode, but I think... CM Punk been a, has been on the internet a lot. You know, basically they've shown he doesn't mind getting color. So I think that that would. Re- yeah, by all means, and really as we see the match, but as we'll we see the let it, you know, as we see the man hug now between CM Punk and Paul Heyman. Heyman beside himself because he really doesn't know what the hell's going to happen to his champion, the greatest in the world. The best in the world, if you will. Um, but it, it, it'll be interesting. It, you know, they pushed Ryback to the moon, Bronx. And tonight, we'll have to see whether the undefeated record of Ryback goes south or by any means necessary, it continues. Well, I mean, the problem is there has to be a winner here. You know, that's the whole premise of Hell in a Cell. You can't have something where maybe. You know, CM CM Punk win, uh, Ryback wins, but doesn't get the title. That basically cannot happen. So this is this is what's really mysterious about this match. It's almost as if Ryback's losing streak either has to end or he has to win the title. He has to win the title, not just win. So it, putting it in the Hell in a Cell gives it a whole new dynamic. Will they pull the trigger? When we do quick picks, I'll let you know what I think. Feed me more. And we got that iconic feed me, feed me more. Which reminds me, I'm really hungry. Me too. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do a, well, we're going to do a post show. You know what? My voice is starting to go not much of one. Yeah. Like, we'll do a pay-per-view wrap-up, and then that's it. I, I, I don't have much left. But there's so many people that want to phone in and talk to I you. I know, but I'm having issues with the phone line. And oh, okay. We were going to start something new this week on WNL uh, with the phones. I was going to let Bronx take over the Skype account. Ah. And, uh, because I think we got too much bandwidth running through the house, and it's causing some problems. Some, some lag? 
But with the storm coming through, there's I don't want to risk him being on the on the Skype line. Yeah, God only knows what Sandy's yeah. going to do to the Skype line exactly. or Bronx. Exactly. Although I think Bronx would like to go on a date with Sandy. Uh, maybe. You know. Yeah, Skype is actually starting to act up for me a little bit now. So I think all this wind and stuff. I mean, we'll play it by ear. We'll see how Tuesday night is. But, you know, definitely we may have to put that experiment off for a week. But. I would assume, Bronx, that because of the weather, you're not going to go to work tomorrow, correct? Uh, no, I got the official word. We are closed. Thank goodness. So and, it'll and, be- and correct me if I'm wrong. I saw on the way before I came to the studio tonight on CNN that they have have they closed the New York City subway yet? Yes, they have. Okay, all, all right. mass transit was terminated at 7 p.m. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, do you notice that Ryback is wearing a new singlet? Right, it's a red singlet, and we haven't seen him wear one of those yet. I think he goes. Maybe to that's the, his championship-winning singlet, y'all. Maybe, maybe. You got to notice the subtle changes here, folks. Yeah. You know, Triple H wears white boots. He's jobbing. It happens. <laughs> CM Punk's shirt looks like a fucking taxi. I can't stand that you shirt. Know, Rey Mysterio comes out with a fucking Mayan Indian headdress. He wins the title. Shit like this happens. So you're saying the gear is somewhat of a giveaway. Sometimes. All right. Yeah, JJ's delving to a whole new level of wrestling psychology I can't even match. <laughs> like, is Sin City the capital of Nevada? Is that where Ryback's from? Uh, well, it's Las Vegas. Yeah. I, Las Vegas is not the capital of Nevada. No. So, no. Feed me more. <laughs> feed me something. Jesus. Every time How I hear feed Ryback me more, I think of Alex Plexus. <laughs> that skinny little bastard. How the fuck does Ryback not get a fast food endorsement? I mean, it would be so perfect. He should be the Subway poster boy, for God's sake. Feed me more and look like this. By the way, I'm still thinking back to uh, the Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Once again, kudos go out to the catering department here at the SNS Radio Network, headed up by Harmony Boom Boom Sexay. That chili was to die for. That was. And some of you saw pictures of it, including the biscuits, the cheese top biscuits, on the SNS Facebook group. And I know pictures really can't give you an assumption as to what it tasted like. But it, if it could, you'd understand how good it tasted. No, no. We can't cook. We can't eat. Ryback's in the ring. CM Punk is just doing everything he can to stay away from Ryback. Yep. Oh, and Ryback starts marching, which means he's hungry and he needs to be fed more. Well, I mean, you know, the buildup to this, it's been all Ryback. Like I said, it, it, it's you look at this, this match and you say, from what they've been doing on Raw, Punk doesn't have a chance in hell of going over tonight. And that's what they want us to believe. You notice that... Uh, Bronx, all the, all because the, he's just been dominated physically in every physical encounter by, of course. You notice all the cutting-edge promos that Ryback has been cutting lately, Bronx. That's right, he hasn't been doing any. That's it, three words, feed me more. Yeah, I mean, he's... I think Bronx is having a uh, a bit of an issue. Right. Oh. No, I agree. He, he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't been cutting promos, but... Is that a Sandy problem or a Skype problem? I'm having a Skype problem, okay. I guess. I don't All know right. if it's on his end or my end. Okay. Bronx, are you there? Did you lose him altogether? Oh, there he is. 
Oh. Can you hear me, guys? We hear you. Guys, can you hear me? All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet, and I apologize. It's probably on my end because the wind is picking up. Wow. Ryback clotheslines Punk over the top rope, and Punk, with his right shoulder, goes shoulder first into two of those retaining columns right by the gate, and Ryback comes out of the ring like, like sure, like CM Punk's going to rip the chain off of the door. Oh, and Ryback, just like a little sack of flour, tosses CM Punk into the side of the cage. Well, Punk, by doing oh. that, was really, was really selling awesomely. Like, please let me out of here, God. Yeah. Bit of a bit of a veal toss. Well, Veal toss made famous by Fred Beal. Before we get too in-depth here. Quick. Let's, because this match isn't going to last long. It's, it's 8.39 as, as it stands right now. Traditionally, these pay-per-views end at about 45 after. So we're looking at another six, seven, eight minutes possibly in the match. With that said, we'll start things off with Boom Boom. Who do you think goes over and why? I'm going to go with Ryback because this is the perfect venue for him to have a match without worrying about Paul Heyman or anybody else interfering. And I don't think they're going to stop the momentum of his undefeated streak. Wow, you could, just, you could have just told me. I would have. I would have done it for you. Okay. And, and and as Boom Boom was giving her prediction, we saw Paul Heyman grab a fire extinguisher and blast Ryback in the face, which subsequently led to CM Punk giving a shoulder tackle, almost spiritually like, Ooh. and waffling. Ryback back first into the cage, and now he picked up a chair and was going to waffle Ryback with it head first, but Ryback cut him off and super kicked, or, or front kicked the chair right into uh, CM Punk's head, and he's gorilla press slammed him back up into the ring between the top and middle ropes, JJ. Yes, very good sequence here. It's Ryback now dominating. Ryback with a huge press slam. In the middle of the ring, shades of the ultimate warrior as he drops him face first on the mat. Yeah, Ryback is just dominating so far. Wow. Oh, and once again, CM Punk ducks a clothesline by Ryback, and Ryback jams his face into the middle turnbuckle. Subsequently, Punk catches Ryback neck first on the top rope. Springboard clothesline. By Punk on Ryback, and Ryback goes down. Well, I mean, you know, moving on with quick picks. JJ, you mind if I give mine now? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm trying to do two things at once. Go ahead, Bronx. Yeah, like I said, man, any Skype is probably on me. But uh, I've, got, I've got CM Punk to retain simply because I think that people will disagree with me when I say it might be too soon. I have CM Punk retaining with some type of interference from somebody. Now, whether it's Brock... Whether it's Big Show, I don't know. Heyman? Uh, Heyman, maybe even. I don't see what that would do, but possibly even Paul Heyman. But, uh, yeah, I, I I think CM Punk needs that 365 days, that year title run. It'll make him an even more compelling champ. Jesus. So, wow. So, J.J. Bronx goes with Punk. Okay. And who have you got? 
Uh, you know, I, I am of the same opinion that to put the title on Ryback, it would be quite something. Obviously, the guy is undefeated, and they're pushing that heavily. No, they're not, actually. They, they say he's undefeated, but unlike the Goldberg streak, yep. they're not saying, oh, he's 88 and 5. No, you know, no. He's, he's 88 and 0. <laughs> yep. he's... Just that he's undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, obviously, the magnitude of the Ryback streak versus the CM Punk as champion streak, Punk as champ, is much more meaningful. And I think that, and I'll cut to the chase, that CM Punk goes over tonight, but I believe Bronx is right. There's going to be some sort of outside interference that will keep Ryback looking strong, yet keep the belt on Punk. And whether that means Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, Big or, or, or Big Show, or maybe all of them, I don't know. Only time will tell, but time is running short as we're about 13 minutes to the hour. Well, you know, I, I would love to see something different in a guy like Ryback. You know, this is a great way to build a guy like Ryback. You know, you haven't seen a guy come in and win a championship on his first title, uh, his first title shot in a long time. Who was the last one? The Ultimate Warrior, I think, when he challenged Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania six. And there's a lot of comparisons that can be made to the Ultimate Warrior and uh, and Ryback. I, and in fact, I see more comparisons to the Warrior than I do Goldberg. I mean, Goldberg, he's just bald. They don't even do the same fucking moves, people. I think Ryback's biggest problem is he needs multiple finishers. I think that the Love shell that. shock move he's got isn't good against a guy like Tensei or a guy like The Big Show. Uh, recently at a house show with Paul Heyman, he couldn't even get Paul Heyman up for it. And he did a modified slam that people are saying was a jackhammer. He didn't suplex Heyman, he just slammed him. Hence, he didn't do a jackhammer. L- l- like a Davy Boy Smith slam. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah. But Here's the thing. I think Ryback needs another finisher. He does a devastating clothesline. Why not make that his finish? It worked for JBL. It worked for Stan Hansen. Why can't it work for a guy like Ryback? You don't You don't need to fucking pick up the big show to hit him with a clothesline and, and beat him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I think that's my biggest problem with Ryback right now. I think he's doing well. I think he's having decent matches. I like the look. I think he'd be a. I think he's going to be a future guy that they're going to do something with, and we need new stars. Here comes the savage elbow. But ultimately, I think Punk's going to retain here. They've made too big a deal about his winning streak. I mean, right now he's almost to Kevin Nash as far as being what the fourth longest or whatever longest title reign Kevin Nash had. Which I don't, I don't have in front of me. He's got a kendo stick there, but. Um, I think CM Punk's going to find a way to win. Do they execute Brock Lesnar coming back tonight and beating the crap out of out of uh, Ryback? Why not? He could come in, pull the pull the fucking door off the cage, a la what Kane did in the match between Shawn Michaels and Undertaker back in '97 in Hell in a Cell, and Punk retains. Well, see, and here's the thing, JJ and Bronx and Boom Boom, they only have so many dates in the bank to utilize Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, what bigger stage to have than a pay-per-view to utilize one of those book dates? Well, exactly. And my point is this. If you have Brock come in and cost Ryback the match, then you have a reason 
for Brock and Ryback to have something going on. What's next month's pay-per-view, Shark? You don't know? Tell me. Survivor Series. Survivor Series, right. What's traditional at Survivor Series? Teams. Teams of five strive to survive. Exactly. So think about this. you got a Team McMahon versus a Team Heyman, okay? So you've got the big show. You've got CM Punk. You've got Brock Lesnar. Throw somebody else on the team. Maybe even have Heyman on the team himself. And Vince on the other team. Exactly. Yeah. And then on Vince's team, you got John Cena. You got Ryback. You got Triple H. You got all your main guys in one match setting something up. There's a reason for Brock and Triple H to be in a match. Yes, November, Survivor Series. Wow. And, and Every year. This match looks like it. Marching. Marching. Here's the shell shock. Uh, on the referee. What, what the fuck? Why is the ref doing? Oh, the nut shot uppercut by Bruce Hart. That's the Montreal screw job. Wow. What the fuck? What? And oh, the referee actually held right back down, too. Wow. How the fuck is this going to stand? Wow. What the fuck did I just see? Wow. What the? F- I'm in shock here. That's what terrible. the fuck? That's terrible. This is the best you guys could come up with? This is terrible. Yeah, but this sucks. Oh, this is fucking bad. You're gonna, you know what? They better have John Cena come out and have an impromptu match. Seriously, if this is how you're gonna end the pay per view, I, I got. I'm calling shenanigans here. Bullshit. Nine, nine minutes two, and here's a, here's an irate Ryback, and he's getting. There goes the ref. Oh, and a front face plant on the ref. I smell. I smell a cashing by Dolphy. I do too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As Ryback just lays out CM Punk, Punk's unconscious. They open up the door. Ryback's not done with the referee yet. Holy shit. Wow. And there goes the ref into the cage again. Punk is out. The door is open. Ryback throws the referee back into the ring. Here comes Ryback to inflict some more, feed me more pain. Here comes the clothesline from hell. He's beating up a referee. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Yeah, but it's the referee who just screwed him, Bronx. That's it. Oh, man. Wow. Now, that's a finisher that's right there, That's a clothesline, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but how does this... Wow. I, I don't even know. I think Ziggler's about to come down and pin Punk. Yeah. That would be good. And then, then you've got John Cena automatically in a title match with Zolf Ziggler. Man, this fucking ref. Jesus. Oh, shit. Ref's taking some serious punishment, and I'm sure the last time he'll see him as a WWE referee. I certainly hope this kid's got health insurance. <laughs> well, he was, the one, he was the one that was reprimanded before as uh, Paul Heyman was pulling CM Punk out of the cage, and Ryback cut off Heyman. Heyman runs like a scared schoolgirl. Emma, what is this supposed to be, like a dangerous Danny Davis type thing? I mean, what what the fuck? Are yes. they, oh, my God. They're, he's they're going to the, the cage. They're going to the top Ryback of the hell. is going to throw him off the cage through a table, and Ziggler is going to run down and fucking pin CM Punk and win the championship. Wow, I can't believe that Ryback is scaling the cage. Did they cut, yeah, they cut some holes Holy so he could pull himself fuck. up. Look at, on that side of the, the cage, they cut some holes. 
so the two of them could scale the top. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in, in two days' time, October 30th, the WWE will be releasing WWE 13, which previews the Attitude Era. One of the featured matches, the Hell in a Cell, between Mankind and The Undertaker. Uh -oh. Could we see something similar to that right here, right now? Is that cage May is starting to fold up a little bit? Maybe he's going to go through the top of the cage and hit the mat. Look at that. Jesus. That cage is not going to hold, man. No way. Look at it. Oh, and it didn't break. Holy it's fuck. Foley bump. Maybe it was supposed to break. No. No, I don't know. Foley bump here? Wow. You're going you're gonna to hip toss... CM Punk off the cage into the Spanish announce table? Well, regardless if we won the championship or not, they've got a bona fide star on their hands, folks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen to that crowd. And, and, getting, and really, when you think about it, we didn't like it, but getting screwed by the ref. And here comes Ryback's music, so maybe no ziggles cashing of said... Money in the Bank oh, briefcase. That's, that's too bad. What a great finish to this fucking pay-per-view if they do it. If not, I don't know. I, I, I'm not real happy with this finish. No, I agree. No, it's not the only thing they could do. Wow. Wow, so, look at the referee. Yeah, oh, yeah. Holding them down. Well, and obviously, in subsequent uh, interviews tomorrow, obviously, Heyman will be selling the fact that he had the referee financially bought off at least that's probably a, a good guess. I'm surprised that when when he did the uh, the backdrop that the cage didn't break. There's no well, that there's no blow off spot off the top of the cage. That's it. Bottom left, the end of the hell in the cell. Wow. Well, I I didn't suspect that at all. I didn't see that one coming. No. But I tell you what. Let's take our final commercial break. Recollect our thoughts. We'll come back. We'll wrap the show up. Give you our complete thoughts on the pay-per-view tonight. Hell in a Cell, uh, WWE's latest pay-per-view offering. Going into Survivor Series in about three weeks' time. With that being said, guys, you're listening to Sunday Night Showdown. We'll be right back with more right after this. This is Rikishi, and you're listening to SNS Radio. Stay tuned and don't touch that dial.
In this exclusive compilation of never-before-seen interviews and untold stories, explore the straight-edge superstar's personal sacrifices. I can't tell you all the things that I neglected and or missed or just completely ruined. I wasn't into burning bridges. I would blow the bridges up like while I was still on them. His struggle for recognition within the WWE. You look at the dude and think, oh, this is a guy that's going to go park our cars, or this is a guy that's going to steal our car, one of the two. Nobody in WWE knew what to do with him. They just signed a guy that had some buzz. A lot of people thought he tarnished the championship. But I went to Vince and I said, this is unacceptable. That was the last drop. And the infamous moment that rewrote CM Punk's destiny. They're going to give you a microphone and they want you to air your grievances. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Five backstage was so indescribable. Just people freaking out. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now. Nobody can touch me. Fight bomb. CM Punk. Best in the world. Coming soon. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, I, okay, I, want, I caught SmackDown again. I caught she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think. That his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent Scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Fatigue. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. What's up, guys and gals? Sensational sequel, Sensational Sean, right with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Come check us out. The universe is forever expanding. An unpredictable force of change. So dynamic, it can't be contained. Until now, introducing WWE Universe 3.0 with more than 200 new storylines and cinematics. 
for the biggest WWE Universe made to date. Choose your path to the top with all new branching storylines. Create your own WWE TV show or your own pay-per-view event. Control your universe with more content and freedom than ever before. Including expanded stat tracking. From the creative direction of wrestling mastermind Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is one of the greatest minds in the history of professional wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it. Take control of your universe in WWE Universe 3.0. Only in WWE 13. Pre-order WWE 13 today and play as the baddest man on the planet, Iron Mike Tyson. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the look that drives a girl while I've got the move that really moves. I sit chill up and down their spine. This is Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya! And I wouldn't want to be ya. Then he's get weak whenever I'm around. They see me walk, they hear me talk, I make them feel. All right, guys, we're back right here. SNS Radio Network, Sunday Night Showdown, wrapping up Hell in the Cell, WWE's latest pay-per-view in which we saw Ryback challenge CM Punk for the WWE Championship, and we are just in shock at the ending because, you know, we had like 10 different scenarios running through our heads, and none of us, none of us saw that particular scenario. No, not on the not on the least, uh, JJ. And uh, uh, as Harmony exited, we were discussing off off the air that in fact it was uh, probably well booked by the office that there was so much widespread speculation as the as to what the finish might be. Nobody in their right mind would have guessed this: the referee screw job, the referee nutshot uppercut on. Uh, on Ryback, which uh, enabled CM Punk to retain the title via pinfall. And uh, then that poor ref, who probably refed his last match in WWE, got proceeded to uh, get the living snot beat out of him by Ryback as he was uh, tossed in harpoon-like fashion into the inside of the cage. Of course, until Paul Heyman was trying to extricate, and actually he did for a second, CM Punk out of the cage through the open door, was cut off by Ryback. Heyman powders to the back. Um, Ryback chases CM Punk conveniently on the side of the cage where they had cut holes in the cage so each of them could scale to the top of the Hell in the Cell where Ryback proceeded to uh, slam uh, Punk, not 
through the top of the cage, but into the top of the cage as the pay-per-view went off the air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I'm I'm in total shock and disbelief. You know, not something I expected. I think Ryback looked strong coming out of that pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I just I didn't like the finish. I mean, they've been toying around with the with the bad referee spot for a while. So I guess this was the big payoff for the referee with this referee. Yes, yes, and a couple of couple of different occasions. So, you know, for me, it was a highly anticipatory pay per view. And for those that are wondering where that what happened to the Bronx father. Well, in fact, I'm working on it. Okay, we're, working we're, on we're working on getting Bronx back from Hurricane Sally. He might have been given the kiss of death, Sandy, Sandy, Sally, Sandy. You know, um, so hopefully we'll have Bronx back on the air momentarily. We're we're working hard to get him back. But having said that, I, I think that since everybody was so highly anticipating tonight's pay per view. And obviously the two biggest matches were, in fact, for the titles. Uh, I, I'm one that believes wholeheartedly, and we said this right after the match, that, and I've seen every, just about every pay-per-view and big match in the, in the career of Paul White, the former Giant, and now the Big Show. I can't remember him ever, whether it was in... WCW or in WWE, him ever having a match this great that he had tonight, JJ, with Sheamus. Oh, I thought I thought they had a fantastic match. Bottom line, Sheamus Big Show match of the night. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, oh yeah. And I really thought that maybe Ryback and CM Punk would occupy that spot, but hands down, not even close match of the night goes to uh Paul White and Sheamus, for sure. No, I'd agree. Ah, he's back. The Bronx Father is back, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is the Bronx Father back from the jaws of Hurricane Sally. Sandy. Yeah. (laughs) This this storm is probably affecting servers everywhere. I mean, as of right now, it it actually kind of calmed down here, so I don't know. But Skype has servers everywhere. You know, the stream... We've got multiple servers, and you have to expect this in the next few days. But it's interesting. You you guys made that point. Yeah. Surprisingly, you know, the world heavyweight title match, Big Show and Sheamus, that was my highlight of the night. Easily. I'm going to actually go back and watch that match because, you know, doing the show, we, we watch the matches, mind you. But a lot of times we're too busy talking amongst ourselves, you know, talking to Bronx, who's obviously not here. So, you know, we see the pay-per-view, but we don't really see the pay-per-view, folks. Well, he's here, but he's really not here, here. He's there. <laughs> he's there over but, there. But then again, he's really not there either. He's not. If he's not there, then where is he? We've, all, we've always said he's not all there. Oh, I see. Not but, all there. You know, but he's there. But he is there in Bronx. He the is, Bronx. He is there in the Bronx in New right. York, and he's building a fucking boat. A boat. An arc. Bronx's arc. Bronx's arc. Getting all the species of animals together two by two. Yeah, rats, mice, you know, whatever he could he could dig up at his his burrow there. Dig it. 
Rats, rats, mice, bed no, bugs. No rapists water. or killers go on the ark, okay? You know. Oh wait, that lets out half your neighborhood. Well, Never well, mind. Just a minute. Lately, over the last couple of weeks, there's been a couple of sharkettes missing from the compound. So, Bronx, did you kidnap a couple of sharkettes? No, they probably died of old age. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, you know, and they speculated that that you died of not lasting more than two minutes. So I don't know what you think is worse. Wow. Well, before this this just gestates into longer than I want to go because my voice is shot. You already heard Harmony's voice; it's shot. Uh, let's just let's wrap things up. Uh, letter grade. Letter grade. Uh, well, before we get to the letter grade, like I said, we had a, a good match between Ryback and CM Punk. Not what we expected. I'm still not happy with the finish. But I got to say that it did make Ryback look good at the end by getting screwed over. Yes, he gets his first loss, but technically it's not really a loss because he was screwed over. Um, I would have liked to have seen a Ziggler cash in. We didn't see that. That's fine. Sheamus and Show, fucking fantastic. Some of the filler matches were pretty good. You know, Sin Cara and the primetime players was good till Cara, you know, spiked himself. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is, right? So... Um, overall, if I had to give it a letter grade, um, I'm going to give it a B minus because it could have been better. Unfortunately, it wasn't. So I'm going to go with a B minus. What do you got, Bronx? Well, you know, other than the ending, I thought it was a decent pay-per-view and, uh, I'll go a little higher. I'll give it a B just because I didn't like the way the whole Ryback punk thing ended. I mean, we were expecting so much out of that. We were expecting a Ziggler cash in. We didn't get. So, straight up B. Mark the Shark DiCarlo. C, motherfucking plus. I expected way more to this pay-per-view than what I got. I really, really liked Sheamus and the Big Show. I thought the rest of the whole pay-per-view was not up to snuff. I expected more. And uh, as a whole, I was disappointed. Put that in the in the pipe and smoke it. Put that in the pipe and smoke it. Correct. Uh, well, you know, I mean, you went lower than the rest of us, but you, Correct. Know, you have some valid points. And I generally go lower than the rest of you. <laughs> you were yeah. born lower than the rest of That's us. That's correct. Literally. Damn yeah. happy. Damn happy for it, too. Well, like I said, I- I'm looking forward to Survivor Series next month. I- Survivor Series is one of my favorite pay-per-views. Yep. You know, I like the th- classic five-on-five. Five. You think the Mountie will make an appearance? No. 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 I don't think Mountie or Nails no. will be there. No. Nails won't be there. Yeah, pretty sure. Would the model be there? Um, well, have you seen him lately? He doesn't look so good. Would the goon be there? Uh, no. Well, if, if hockey's still on strike, maybe. <laughs> that would be good to put over. We, NHL doesn't have hockey, but we brought the goon back. That's right. You know, maybe a team of the goon, um, Doink the Clown, uh, George the Animal Steel. You know, there's nothing like winning matches via countout. True. You know, goon won every match via countout. But more so than any of that, I would, I, I'd say at this point, I'm really looking forward to Raw tomorrow night in Charlotte, Woo! North Carolina. Woo! Do you think he's going to be there? Because if they're going to pull the trigger, it's going to be tomorrow night. By God! Well, I mean, somewhere you could go with this is that Vince McMahon come out tomorrow night and say, listen, we had this insanity last night with a referee. We've got John Cena, you know, supposedly fucking around with AJ and 
you know, I need somebody who can take control. Woo! And, it. and Vicky, you're not that person. And then Flair's music hits, and I, 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 well, well, yeah, and, and and you have to beat the man. Woo! Well, well, and here's a scenario. Maybe as the new general manager of Raw, considering tonight's screw job finish, that the new general manager of Raw declares a rematch live on Raw tomorrow night with, ladies and gentlemen, your special guest referee being none other than the nature boy, motherfuckers. No? Maybe. You know, how come ours, our fantasy booking is so much better on a consistent basis than The Office? Because we're not on crack. <laughs> no, we're not. Woo! No, we're not. Maybe we are. Shall we suspect that the lonely bottle of Bacardi Oakheart spiced rum might be involved since you're so looking forward to the Survivor Series pay-per-view? You might be drinking that night? Uh, maybe. A definite maybe. A definite maybe. Excellent. Excellent. Because we're also looking forward to another, what, what, did, what did we call it the last couple of years? The wild turkey, the... Wild, wild chicken. Wild chicken. <laughs> wild chicken. Wild chicken. Yeah. And Bronx, what, what is your favorite drink again? Uh, anything that gets me drunk. Which is, what's your favorite thing to drink? Cough syrup. <laughs> Jesus. You can't afford the liquor. Wow. Liquor, don't even know her. Anyways, come on, Bronx. Give me, give me something. I'm the official bartender of the SNS Radio Network. You got to feed, feed me more. Give me, give me a better indication of what you actually... If, if money was no object, what would you like to drink? Wow. Jeez, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. You know, beer, maybe a, a good, a real good vodka, you know, not gasoline. I mean, shit. They've got some cheap shit here in New York. Drink the fire water. You're, you're like a good vodka, like maybe a, a Kettle One, a Grey Goose, something really good. Yeah, straight up. Straight. Mm -hmm. Chilled, but straight up. Correct? Yeah. You know. Hey, All Bronx, right. Bronx. You got to drink it by itself. You know what that wild chicken will do to you? <laughs> Give you better eyesight? Well, aside from that, make you take off your jacket, elbow drop it, go, Woo! <laughs> Woo! Woo! He's uh, doing everything just to fucking destroy his voice for tomorrow. <laughs> well, if, if Hurricane Sandy, see, I got it right, not Sally. If Hurricane Sandy hits, there ain't going to be no... No WNL on Tuesday night. There might not be one anyway. Like I said, uh, he's got the hurricane to fucking deal with. Shane Helms? And, yes. He's, <laughs> he's got Shane, Shane Helms. Helms and Sally. And Sally. And, and Sandy. Door. Yeah. So Helms and Sally and Sandy. Bruggs' his back is up against the motherfucking wall. He's fucked. I know. First time in yeah. his life, he's fucked. Wow. And, and you never know. You know, you know the hurricane Sandy may propel Hurricane Helms' motorcycle through my window, so that'd be nothing new. But Sally would be come and rescue you, right? I'm confused. <laughs> I, I am too, but anyway, uh, we're going to wrap things up. I, again, God. I don't know if there's going to be a WNL this week. I'm not going to do the show by myself. My voice is gone anyway. i got to work that night. I'd offer up my services. So, and by I, the way, Bronx, I had an idea that maybe for 
turning point that I might be available on Remembrance Day, a holiday here in Canada. Uh, uh, I will not be. On Sunday the 11th, but I just got word via the text line from the ex that, in fact, she's not out of town with the boys that weekend, so I, I can't do it. We might have to make somebody else step up and join the Bronx Father because... Pittman! I did it last time, <laughs> uh, but you know what? It left a sour taste in my mouth, so... Jesus! I'm, I'm thinking no more TNA. Hurricane Sandy left a sour taste in your mouth? Yeah. That bitch. That bitch. Well, yeah. if, if my building is still standing by then, you know, we'll... <laughs> That's true. Who knows? The trade dog may or may not be back by then. We That's cannot right. confirm nor deny, so... We'll... We'll have to wait. Well, we'll take a wait and see approach. You could do it with Corelli, that 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 high flyer, that that world traveler. He's you never know where Corelli's going to turn up on a pay per view television screen somewhere. Woo! I'll do a fucking show with Corelli. Bring it. Oh! <laughs> so if Ric Flair were British, the woo would sound like this. No, no. If Ric Flair were fucking Crowley's mom, it would sound like, oh. Aw, oh, JJ. Come on. That bitch. <laughs> hey, I don't know his mom. Don't call her a bitch. Oh, you know. Anyway, on that note, we're getting out of here. Sorry, Crowley. Take all your emails to Mark the Shark to Carlo. At Correct. Who gives a fuck at SNS.com. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, com. I, com. Wait a minute. Before you do the rap, JJ, I got to say once again that it was. Uh, it was it was fun tonight. Bronx, you were in fine fashion, fine form, fine fashion. Uh, you you brought your A game. The comedic factor was uh, A plus, even though in my mind the pay per view was only C plus. So uh, Bronx, it was one again, once again, a, lo- a lot of fun, and I uh, look forward to uh, next month's Survivor Series. Well, yeah, I had a good time, too, guys, even though we had the uh, usual Skype problems, which sucks. But, you know, I had, I had a great time. And, of course, just like any trains that are running in my area, this show ended up in a fucking wreck. So <laughs> nothing else new. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Well, on that note, we're going to get out of here. Uh, I want right. to thank everybody for tuning in to the show tonight. Hope you enjoyed Hell in a Cell. Hope you enjoyed Sunday Night Showdown. Um we may see you on Tuesday. I don't know. Stay tuned to the network for sure. But uh, I don't know. The, the programming on the network is, is really not looking too good this week because our servers are apparently in Philadelphia. So if something happens to Philadelphia, our servers are down. So I don't know. Keep up with the website to find out all the latest information. All I can say is if you're living on the East Coast, um, you know, bend over, kiss your ass goodbye. We will miss you. Jesus. We will miss you. And they're going to be watching the weather on CNN. You'll be watching the weather. And uh, you know what? My my heart goes out to all of you. I hope that you're not not living without electricity or without the basic necessities over the next couple of days. I hope that the storm blows over and it's not as bad as they're saying it's going to be. So to all my listeners and friends in the the East Coast area, you know – Take care of yourselves. Watch after yourselves. Be careful. And, uh, you know, stick with us. We'll, we'll find out what's going on later in the week. But, uh, you know, make sure you listen to all the podcasts here on the SNS Radio Network. But we'll be back sometime next week, hopefully. Got my fingers crossed that everything's going to be okay. But with that being said, on behalf of the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella, on behalf of Mark the Shark DiCarlo, on behalf of Harmony Boom Boom Sexay, Lexi, and, of course, myself, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. All Cap Sexay. 
We're out of here with a special song of the night. Be safe, guys. Talk to you soon. Someone is wrong and not a sinner.